also live on our social media channels. You can join a conversation, as always, because it's live and interactive via our WhatsApp line 0549-986-996 or 020-444-7033. My name is Selom Adunu. Um, this week, as always, has been eventful uh, for the first time in many years. And, you know, the president undertook his first major reshuffle reshuffled quite some influential ministers and brought in some fresh limbs. Many have questioned the timing of the uh, reshuffle. People think that it's come a little uh, too late. Others think that it does not matter. What is important is that there are new people to help make some change. But what change really can they make uh, about 10 or 9 months to a major election? Is it a reshuffle for the national cause or it's a reshuffle against election 2024. Many have preferred various comments on uh, these matters. We will subject these matters to some analysis this morning. Also, in the week, for one of the very first times also, we've seen young sports lovers, led by some sports journalists and enthusiasts, demonstrate against the GFA and managers of our football. They said they want the football fixed. They want the game fixed. They are not happy that in the last two or so AFCONs, Africa Cup of Nations, Ghana has not done well. Ghana put up very poor showing, exiting at the group stages, losing to countries who hitherto could not be compared to Ghana, Comoros, Kiverd, etc. They could not even win a single match. And in fact, analysts have said that in the last 12 or 11 games, Ghana has only won one. That is not characteristic of the Ghana we have known, the nation that won four uh, African Cup of Nations tournaments uh, as far back as 42 years ago. Uh, what can we do? The young people are not happy. Uh, people think, the young people think that uh, the managers of the game are toying with the emotions of the country because when the Black Stars lose, the whole country becomes very sad, whilst others, they say, benefit. They are calling for sweeping reforms. They want the management committees disbanded. They want the committee uh, set up to search for a coach, disbanded. They think the problem is not a coach. The problem is the system. So we must fix the system. And after we fix the system, we can then find a coach. Indeed, the matter went to Parliament because they presented a petition to Parliament. Some members of Parliament did not mince words in going after the GFA and managers of the football. Some of them even think that the nation or the state should intervene or interfere and then see what the consequences will be if it will mean that interference or intervention will bring our football back on track and bring back the love, as they say, and risk a FIFA ban, so be it. We'll look at all of these matters today with some of the people who understand uh, the issues thoroughly. Um, again, my name is Salam Adunu. I'll take a short break, return. We'll do some updates and analysis. It is your show, uh, a show for uh, incisive analysis and riveting conversation. We'll be back shortly. Yeah, welcome back to The Big Issue. My name is Salom Adunu. Today we are looking at two main issues. The ministerial reshuffle, too little, too late. Um, new names have come. Some old names have been, or some old people have been sacked. Ken Oforata, Kwesi Amuakwata for roads and highways, Ajima Menu for health, and a few others have been sacked. People think that it's come a little, I mean, too, too, too little, too late, too little, too late. But 
what is important is that the reshuffle has occurred. What do we expect of the new ministers? What would they be doing between now and uh, the end of the president's tenure, which is 7 January 2025? Also, Save Ghana Football Demo occurred this week. Um, what options exist for Ghana's football? We will look at all of uh, that this morning. Now, let me provide you some updates. Now, the, the, the much anticipated reshuffle um, comes as or came months after the General Secretary of the MPP, Justin Kodia, publicly called on President Akufado to reshuffle appointees who were making the party and government unpopular. Uh, there is more in the following report. The much-anticipated reshuffle comes a month after the General Secretary of the MPP, Justin Frimpong Kodia, publicly called on the President to reshuffle appointees who were making the party and government unpopular. <laughs> My last question goes to the appointees of this government. Sendi, Mumubuaha, a man by a man for so. A banner the reshuffle saw finance minister Ken Ofoyata, who has come under fire in recent times, being replaced by a minister of state at the finance ministry and MP for Karaga, Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam. Interior minister Ambuzderi has been moved to the Jubilee House as a minister of state and Henry Korte, replacing him at the interior ministry. Kojo Ponkuma gets a new challenge at the Ministry of Works and Housing after serving at the Information Ministry for seven years. Dr. Bernard Okoboy, a former Deputy Health Minister and currently CEO of the National Health Insurance Authority, heads back to the Health Ministry as the Substantive Minister. He replaces Kwekwa Jemaimenu, who has been relieved of his position. Francis Asenso Boache, MP for Bantama, heads to the Roads and Highways Minister, replacing Kwesia Mwakwata. Gender Minister Lariba Abudu has been sacked few months in office and replaced by Dakwan Newman, MP for Kainkwe South. Deputy Majority Chief with an MP for Ayawaso West Wagon, Lydia Seriam Alassa, heads to the Sanitation and Water Resources Ministry replacing Frida Prepe, who was appointed less than six months ago. Deputy Energy Minister and MP for Second D replaces Mohamed Awa as Tourism, Arts and Culture Minister. President Akufado has also elevated some deputy ministers to be substantive ministers. For instance, Fatih Abubakar now heads to the Ministry of Information as the minister, and Martin Eje Mensakosa becomes the minister for local government and rural development. The president has also nominated Ophelia Mensah-Hayford, MP for Fantiman, as the new minister for Environment, Science, Technology, and Innovation, replacing Dr. Kweku Efiye. Titus Glover makes a return to government as he heads to the Greater Accra Regional Coordinating Council as the Regional Minister. The OT Regional Minister, Joseph Makabu, is removed and replaced by Daniel Machoto. The President also nominated some MPs to serve as Deputy Ministers. For instance, Vincent Koasefua, the Member of Parliament for the Old Tafu Constituency, heads to the Local Government Ministry as a Deputy Minister, while Sylvester Tete heads to the Information Ministry as a Deputy Minister. Charles Echampo is the new Deputy Communications Minister with Dr. Prince Hamid Ahmed heading to the Ministry for Works and Housing as a Deputy Minister. Adelaide Intim and Alexander Akwesi-Aqua heads to the Health Ministry as Deputy Ministers 
whilst Musa Abdul Aziz heads the Fisheries Ministry as Deputy Minister Designate. Collins Adumaku Mensa and John Kwabnasen are Deputy Energy Ministers Designate. Kinsley Nyako is Deputy Education Minister Designate with Festos Iwa Kofi as Deputy Employment Minister Designate. But how crucial is this reshuffle 10 months to the 2024 elections? A political analyst, Dr. John Osai Kwapo, has been given some insight. I'm not entirely sure the, you know, the extent to which uh, he may or may not have had uh, influence on this. Uh, at the end of the day, it's still the president's decision and the president's discretion. He may have sought his advice. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, at the same time, these are people who will be serving this president. Uh, it may or may not mean that um, should he win the 2024 election, he, he would not retain, you know, some of these individuals. But I think for me at this point, it's it's the president's choices, it's the president's decisions. Um, and whatever input the vice president may or may not have had ultimately is up to the president. Uh, as to whether this helps uh, the party break the age and help um, Dr. Baumia be elected as, um, you know, president, I don't think so. I don't think this would be the make or break or at least one of the contributing factors to, uh, uh, you know, how individuals would decide how they want to. Meanwhile, the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the MPP, Divine Otu, is satisfied with the reshuffle. Six of the new appointees are from the region. This, he says, is a good sign for the MPP in the Greater Accra region. The uh, appointment has kind of brought some joy. If you are on our social media platform, you see um, nearly everybody is happy. Uh, we think that this reshuffling uh, arrangement has benefited the region more than any other region. And so we are extremely grateful to His Excellency, the President, for uh, what is done and uh, we are using the same opportunity to assure him that uh, uh, with what he has done uh, we feel recognized we feel appreciated at the same time we feel challenged to be able to you know work hard and deliver elections 2024 called for this reshuffle or called for it many times of course the ndc called for reshuffle civil society called for it the general public called for it uh president decided to stick to his team uh, how did this hit you were there surprises in the reshuffle in the list uh were there names you expected to be in there even though i expected to see your name there you know um, <laughs> what, what was the general view about the reshuffle thank you very much uh, let me say good morning to our viewers and listeners as well and then good morning to my co-panel my senior brother who have abandoned me for some time now. um uh, when is enjoying power <laughs> and enjoy all the largest <laughs> who has abandoned who. <laughs> um, yes, um, many people, both even from the government, if I say from government, you have members of parliament, we have um, party faithfuls, we have uh, a lot of party people calling for the president to reshuffle his ministers that he has worked with them. Um, most of them have worked with him since he assumed office as a president um, from 2017. And many people thought that, yes, I mean, looking at um, the way some of them have done so far, they believe that if they gave way to other people, it will help. And apart from the party people, we have had civil society organizations and other religious bodies mm -hmm. and even clergy 
who sometimes come and believe that look looking at the assessment of some of these people they believe that if the president reshuffle them or bring new people it will help mm. so for me um it's not a surprise to me at all mm. because we anticipate um, the, 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 the reshuffling. Mm. And also, proud to the list coming out, we, some of us have all got a hint already that mm. it will start with the MNDCs. Mm. So as soon as the MNDCs, 24 people, were removed from their post, mm -hmm. they will believe that the following week, uh, in fact, when the, the list came out on Sunday and we're expecting the ministers and deputies. The, the, the MNDC. The MNDC. Yes, it came on Saturday. We, it came on we, Saturday. We on air, yes. Yes. So we're expecting uh, the ministers to follow. followed the next uh, Monday. Oh, but, um, you know, before presidents will appoint you as a minister or a deputy as minister, they, they, they have to do a few checks mm. of the capacity of the people. Mm. And um, on Valentine's Day, the president believes that <laughs> that's the best gifts he can give to it's some true. people. Uh, um, and the, and the disappointment you yeah. could also give other people. Exactly. So, for me, I think that uh, it's a right call. Mm. Uh, the president knows what he is doing. He believes in the competency of these people that he has reappointed and reassigned them to some of these sectors that he believes that they mm. can do much better. So, for me, I think that it's a right call. Why did it take so long? I mean, reshuffle is a tool used by governments to do many other things to encourage people to put people on their toes to re refresh the team etc at some point it was clear that the direction of the government was not as a lot of people expected but the president still kept his team he said his team they were doing very well the team was doing very well the general secretary quite unprecedented, unprecedented fashion had to call on the president at a public forum to tell him to to, to reshuffle the team why did they have to take him so long and why was it so difficult for him to, to, to do this simple thing of reshuffle? I don't think that, I don't think this is simple. I don't think that's... Um, no, presidents have reshuffled. The reshuffle yes. is, I mean, presidents... He is that. working with the people. So he, if he believes that uh, they have the competence, these people are doing what I'm expecting, mm. then <laughs> why do you have to reshuffle them? For, for example, Colonel Furata, in an unprecedented fashion again, members of parliament, it became a majority group or caucus decision that the man should leave because he was not doing well. That was what it was. Yeah. And, I mean, these are the people you work with in Parliament. They, they, they push your agenda. That, so, and, and look, at it took over one year. The president didn't do anything. You know, so it's, it should be a difficult decision, or a very difficult decision for him to take. It's the president who appointed the finance minister. Sure. He has assessed the work of the finance minister. And he believed that he's, done well. he's, he's doing well. Hmm. Members of Parliament and other party people believe that looking down the way things are going we believe that if we get a different person to replace the finance minister it could have been best for us mm. it depends on the president to take a decision mm. as to who he wants to be in his government at a, at a particular time mm. now the president has taken a decision that look where we are now i believe that assessing all of you you have really performed as expected of me but i think that for now, set 
aside and let me bring another people to come and what continue the work that you have already doing mm -hmm. so for me i don't think it is people, any people have questioned uh, his mood of assessment because if you are somebody like the health minister or one health minister yeah. i mean i mean he had checked out a long time after the COVID things with V and even how he got to approve those questionable deals. He said he was not thinking properly and all of that. People thought, that, no, these guys should not be in government. Replace them. And now look at the fantastic replacement he has in, in local boy. I mean, all these guys were on the sidelines, on the bench, trotting. And you kept this old guy. I mean, these guys there. And, and, and nothing really was happening. So, so in at, at the time that the president kept them, he believed that at that time, they'll be able to perform. When, now, when it was clear to everybody that they, were, they had checked it, out, they were doing nothing. It was clear to you, but not the president. Oh, I see. Then the president is on the ground there. But... <laughs> it was clear to everybody, including yeah, his own party. He can, decide, he can decide to maintain them to his term of offices. Yeah, but that would be detrimental to the party. That's how come the general secretary had to speak publicly. And if a person at the general secretary and senior party people are speaking publicly, I mean, commonsensically, it could mean that, or logically, it could mean that they have spoken in private for a long time and it's not working so they must now come public and say it i know i i, I don't I, think so I, I don't think so i don't i don't think so i i i believe that the president believe that at the right time mm -hmm. so this is the right time that, exactly 10 months to election yes i see even Very somebody can even be reshuffled going in these days we have a lot of injury yes, time goes people, oh, people oh. can even <laughs> somebody can even be, be be brought in even in um on the 6th of um how do you call it december, uh, december. yes in fact somebody can even be brought on the 7th of december exactly. the president has on the 7th yes. january but, but but that's fine let, let me speak to uh um, is having a good time welcome to the program um yes you have been in parliament a lot of the guys reshuffled uh, in and out are members of parliament uh, by the dictates of the constitution um how did the party your your side minority ndc take uh, this reshuffle is this something you are happy about it, you think he shouldn't have done it even in the first because it's, it's too late or what, what really was the thinking of the minority when you saw the list well thank you very much let me say good morning to my brother Eben, and also to all our listeners and also the viewers um let me say I, by the grace of God Almighty, have uh, been privileged to have been in government before, uh -huh. and then I've tasted reshuffle. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. You know, I moved from deputy minister for trade to deputy minister for local government before I became substantive minister for sports. Uh -huh. And in all those situations, my president and the president of the country, John Dramani Mahama, will call you and tell you why he is moving you and what is expected of you. So, you have a clear indication as to what you're supposed to be doing mm. and what you have been doing right or wrong in your previous engagement. So, let me say, reshuffles are done for various reasons. Mm. One, which to me is very key, is to challenge the person to give himself the best. Mm. Right from appointment, you are given a mandate to serve and to prosecute a particular government agenda in the interest of the people and mm. the service of the people. So the most important thing is for you to know, understand that you'll be given a job to do in the interest of the nation, the state, and the people. Secondly, reshuffles are done to sometimes fix a particular situation that needed to be fixed. Mm. So that, for example, let me say, uh, President Mama called me and said, look, I know you are doing a good job at local government, mm. but we have a situation in sports. I want you to go to sports. Mm. 
A, B, C, D is what I want you to do. In fact, not to catch we a lot of us thought that sports was where you were heading to street right from the outset. Yeah, but then mm -hmm. he thought. He, he thought he could he do thought, some Right from day also. one, when he chose me to be deputy minister for trade, he told me that I'm the member of parliament for Odududu, which is a central business district mm -hmm. where trading activity, trade, trade facilitation happens. Mm -hmm. And he wants me to have that interface with the traders so that we can understand their problems and be able to prosecute mm. their agenda so choosing me for a deputy minister at that time was for a purpose mm. and after i have achieved that he said go to local government from local government then he called me and said go to sports he knew from day one that i could fit well in sports but there was a reason why he wanted you to go mm -hmm. to trade so um sometimes the appointments are meant to fix a problem. Mm. The third one is sometimes what we call the psychological uh, intuition of the country. Mm. Sometimes you make the appointments, you do reshuffle and the rest, to be able to bring government in consonance with the feelings of the people, of the people. in sync with how the people, the things are moving in the country. So, of these three, I thought right from day one, the president would have had those key issues on his table when he was making appointments. Mm. Let me commend him for one thing. He made public from day one, when he was appointing the people, the reasons why he was appointing them, which I thought was a novelty because mm. we haven't really seen that before. Mm -hmm. The president, after a year or two, should have sat down to carefully together with his cabinet and every president I know have advisors outside the mainstream mm -hmm. to see whether the scorecards of the people he had appointed was good, very good, or possibly excellent. If they weren't, then the president right from there could have taken certain measures and steps to see how he could reshuffle the let me say the pawns on the chessboard in order to be able to win the game. Mm. He did it. Persistent calls from civil society organizations, the clergy, some party faithfuls, mm -hmm. the opposition. In fact, as for us, if he didn't listen to us, um, I wasn't worried because I knew he wasn't going to listen to us in any way. But when the pressure is coming from your own party, some of your council of elders, some of your party supporters, your members of parliament, civil society organizations, these are the key people who are doing day-to-day -day assessment mm -hmm. of your men on the field. And sometimes when you sit at the top, because your interaction is limited to the people who you have chosen to serve you, you don't tend to hear mm -hmm. the other side of the story. Let me tell you one innovative thing Professor Mills did. He kept some of us around him, and whenever he picks an issue, he will specifically call you mm. and send you and say, go and investigate this for me. Mm. So you bring a report to him. So before he calls that minister, he has an You understand? So presidents sometimes should understand that when you when you're sitting up there mm. it's not everything that you hear it's not everything that you see 
sometimes your people who come close to you may not tell you the truth or may not paint the true picture of the situation to you. Mm -hmm. So it's always better to listen to other people. I think this is what the president uh, did not do right. Uh, he said he's been assessing the people on a daily basis and he, he was happy He was happy with them. Uh, the president is not a repository of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But assessing them didn't mean he was doing it himself. Maybe he had a system that did it. You see, unless, what, unless the governance system I am used to, I have known, I have stayed in mm -hmm. from the time of Jerry Rollins to through to uh, Kufuo, to Mills, to Mahama, mm. is different from the governance system of Nana Kufuado. Mm. You understand? Because assessments of ministers and appointees are not only done by your, your, your own people. Mm. The Bureau of National Investigation, the National Investigation Bureau, NIB now, mm. National Security, and all these people bring citrips. You understand? Mm. The, you, you get information. You are privy to information. Sometimes even issues bordering on performance of ministers are even discussed at cabinet mm -hmm. by the whole cabinet because it's a collective responsibility. Mm -hmm. So the president cannot convince me and say that by his own assessment. Because if you have an assessment, why is it that other members of your team are complaining mm. about the performance of the people? To the extent that, even with the case of Kenoforata, mm. close to 86 of his members of parliament argued. In fact, the worst was even the outburst of somebody like Samuel Atachia mm. on the performance of Ken, mm. <laughs> notably from the same family. You understand? So. Um, you would have expected that he would. But he came out boldly to say the man is destroying the government. Mm. The worst for me was Ajmamenu's issue, mm. where the president said that, oh, he knows the, the minister is only tired. If the man is tired, let him go home. Let him go home. <laughs> because he's not a young man, so mm. you should also understand that age may also be a factor against his performance. Mm. The president didn't do that. I think right or the president, as I have known him, want to tell people, as he has always been, as a person, I'm the boss, to mm. hell with all of you. Mm. That's, that's, that's his normal attitude. He, he's, he, he's that officious. He's that person who has an ego. Mm. So to hell of all of you. I'm the one who made appointment. I'm the executive president. I can change them when I want to. Mm. Even when it is clear that they are not helping the government To him, deliver. the president, for all you know, said, I'm, before you know, let me be frank with you, those people, contrary to what you and I are saying, maybe doing what the president... Mm -hmm. It's like an inspector at a police station who is always sending people to the roadside. Mm -hmm. That policeman, that sergeant or that corporal may not be doing right, maybe taking all the money into his pocket. Mm -hmm. But because he comes and pays his accounts, accounts well <laughs> to, to, to everybody, he may not be doing his work well. But the boss thinks, but the boss thinks he's doing right. Yeah. That's exactly what I saw about President Nanakuvado and his appointees. Let me be frank with you. I'm close to some of them. Mm. And some of the appointees themselves were very, very frustrated. Mm. Let me be frank. Um, the, the, minister, mm. the outgoing minister for local government, mm. for example, was very frustrated. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was even reported he attended his, his resignation. Mm. You understand? Um, in what way? A lot. A lot of ways. Um, He's had his own battles with 
the administrator of the Duty Travel Service, Common Fund, for example. He complained to the president. He wanted the president to take an action. The president didn't take the action. For example, we members of parliament in a local government committee complained to us. But you people didn't support him. Well, you, you see, the, 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 we, because, because, because of what the constitution says, mm. you understand? Mm. The constitution says the administrator mm. of the district assembly's common fund is autonomous mm. and independent. Mm. You understand? Yes. He's not under the direct control mm. of the minister of local yes, government. Very well. Um, so, so on the screen is um, the, the, some of the, I mean, the minister, the outgoing ministers, call them the old guards. Uh, so we have Ibrahim uh, Mohammed Awaf. Uh, from Tourism, Arts and Culture, uh, Frida Prempe, Sanitation Minister, uh, Lariba Abudu, Gender, Children and Social Protection, uh, Dr. Kukui Friye, Environment, Science, Technology, uh, Joseph Makabu, OT Regional Minister, Ambrose Derry, Interior Minister, uh, Kenoforata Finance, the big one, Kwesi uh, Amuakwata, Roads and Highways, Kweku uh, Ajimamenu, health and about your local government and decentralization so these are the persons who are leaving government save um ambrose Derry, who has been reassigned to the office of the and president kind of to have as, as as uh, um, um, minister of state in the office of the president kind of we understand he has some new role but uh, we, we don't know that officially uh, so this is the list of the outgoing people um, there are some fresh or new faces also making the list i mean uh, the, pe the pe persons like uh, uh Newman. New newman um and, and a few other people uh, people other, i mean uh, okoboy dr okoboy um, so we have titus glover on the screen the greater Accra regional minister we'll have some discussion on him andre japamesa moving from deputy energy to tourism arts and culture um lydia sarah malasan sanitation water resources uh, Dakwa Newman, Gender, Children and Social Protection, Daniel Makato, OT Regional Minister Designate, Bernard uh, Okuboy, Doctor, Health, Ophelia Mensa Hayford, Environment, Science and Technology, and then Fatima Abubakar, who has been elevated from Deputy Information to uh, Information Minister. So, so, so this the, the mix generally. Yes, just but then let me also say this. Some of us who are political strategists mm. have known that these changes were not really for the functioning of government mm. but for political reasons strategic so? political reasons let me be frank with you the president is privy to national security reports uh, mm. is privy to um, and he knows that a lot of these consequences are not doing well the consequences of the new people of, of of some of his people mm. not doing too well and some of his people have lost elections mm -hmm. and as such why would he keep those people there for them to have the, their influence is gone in the constituency so why don't he bring in new people mm. who may have some little bit of influence that will solve their personalities and their positions in their constituencies mm. let me take for example the president recently uh, 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 appointed frida pempe mm -hmm. to the ministry few months ago so so why would he change her maybe she's not doing well no, the only reason why he's changing her because frida has lost his par her parliamentary position but that should make her focus on no on, on, no. on the work so of government. so why would he keep her there when there's somebody else who is a parliamentary aspirant and could have the opportunity frida is having to enhance 
her chances of winning the seat. Mm. You understand the game? Let's let's take for example Lareba. Mm. She was just recently appointed, but she lost the primaries. Mm -hmm. So why, even though she is related to the vice president, why do you keep her there? When you could give the position to Eben, so that it will saw up Eben's position in the constituency he is fighting for to become a member of parliament. Mm. Two, there are some of these people who are already PCs. Mm -hmm. You understand, like Okoboy, PC. The appointment definitely will give him a bit of a leverage mm. in the contest he's going into. Dakwa Newman, Lydia. The truth of the matter, presidents are aware that Lydia is far, far behind John Dumelo at this time, as far as the polls are concerned. <laughs> really? Yes, he's aware. He knows a Japan is having a problem in the constituency. The president are aware that uh, Ophelia is being given the run for her life. Mm. In Infantiman, <laughs> the president is aware of that. So, all some of these appointments are basically tactical moves mm. to be able to saw up the, the, the let me say the performance of those pieces mm -hmm. in their various constituencies. Mm. I had the regional chairman talking about the fact that six people from the region have been given an appointment. Mm. Well, to me. We don't have six people from the region. Mm. We have only three from the region being given appointments. Who are they? Okoboy, mm. Titus Glover, Henry Quarty. Okay. Siram is Slide. an MP Slide. in Slide. the region. Slide that is a guy. Okay, slide. Four. Slide. So four. He is the, deputy. Yeah. Yeah. So four. You understand? That is what, from the region, if you are talking about from the region, people from the region, yeah. then it is only four. Mm. Three ministers and one deputy. Mm. You understand? So... Sometimes these are the things sometimes we people from the region we hear, it worries us. When it suits them, they are from the region. But when it goes against them, no, they are not from the region. So but if, if Sarah Mahasan wins, it's it adds to the work of the regional chairman. But she's not from the region. Yeah, but she's empty in the region. So when we count, we count the constituencies no, you no, will win. No. I don't agree to that. Mm. I don't agree to but that. If you have to lose the regional chairman, it's work I against, agree. Mm. I agree. That politically mm -hmm. it's the region. Yeah. But the person doesn't come from the region. Mm -hmm. You understand? I would have preferred someone like Eben sitting here from the region mm. is given that position. Mm. Then I can say that it adds to what they've given to the region. Mm. No, but I think he's looking at it in the context of seats. That That's what I'm want. saying, but I'm giving a clarification mm. as far as that is concerned. It's a mistake mm. people have been making all the mm. time. Mm. I've seen people who are MPs in the region, mm. but attend caucus meetings of other regions because mm. that's where they come from. Mm. You understand? But they are MPs in the region. Mm -hmm. So those things are things that all of us have. And people like us from the region are mm. concerned about it mm. because those people are enjoying to the detriment of the people who come from the region. <laughs> oh yes, I they are see. classified as members from the region. Yeah. They are classified from coming from the region. But in actual fact, their resources and everything they get is transferred to the region across board, and we know, and we think that it must be healed because it's not being fair mm. to the people on the region. Mm. So let me say that the accounts have a problem. They say, "Edwani Onua." Do you understand? These people are not going to dance any different <clears throat> from what we have seen. In fact, 
some of them may even kind of and even dance worse mm. than what we have seen in the past because it will take them enough time to be able to get themselves fixed mm -hmm. into the situation they find themselves especially people who don't have any knowledge and background and expertise in the ministries where they are sending mm. you understand if let me say for example if someone like ophelia mm -hmm. has been sent to interior mm -hmm. I will find it more accommodating. That's a forty gender. Mm -hmm. you, you understand? I will be much more comfortable. But she's going to an, a, a ministry where it will take her time to learn and get used to really what the terms of reference, the mechanisms, and the systems in the ministry are. Mm. So it's, it's not going to be easy for her. You understand? She's she's a wonderful person, great human relations always want to listen she is not overtly partisan you understand wonderful player i like her titus Grover, fine i don't have any problem she's been a member of parliament in the region before she's played various roles in the political mm. setup in the region before so so, so that's so, a, that's a failure hey for um, um yeah. refer, um and, uh, and so i don't think i don't so, think so that she's, she's, she's 50 years uh, professional security she's a former police officer yeah. uh, current mp from Fansiman constituency uh, previous roles, uh, assistant superintendent of police, uh, Interpol unit, uh, CID, she's done some work there. Education, she has LLB, uh, and she also has a BA in political science and, and linguistics, yes. So you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So someone like Titus Glover, fine, I don't have any problem with coming into the region, but if I were him, I would have loved to stay at Valco. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, so that, that's fine. So let, let's hold it there. Let, let me speak to Franklin. Um, uh, Franklin is one of the persons who have had cause to question why the president was not reshuffling his team. Now this has happened. Frankly, welcome to the program. The president has finally done the, the, the reshuffle. Um, people think that it is not actually uh, one to enhance uh, national development, but it's a political or it's an election 2024 uh, uh, move to, to show those persons up because, like in Lantibana, rightly put it here, uh, some of these people are struggling in their constituencies. Mentions Ophelia Hayford, someone there is giving her a run for her money. Uh, uh, Dakwa Newman, um, and, and a few other people. Oko Boy, so he gets a seat back and all of that. What's your thinking? Um, too little, too late, good time, will not make any difference, just a political move. What do you think? Well, good morning, my good friend, and uh, my good friends in the studio as well. Um, I, I think that what the president should have really done if this if this reshuffle was to be impactful was to have actually reduce the numbers oh. numbers of ministers and realigned and probably measure a few ministries as well that would have been much more indicative that look we are serious and we changing personnel because it's set time with that number that these new persons or supposedly new persons are coming to uh few rules that would probably last for three four three or four months of real work and that is even if they even do the work at all because elections are upon us i mean by the time vetting is done uh probably in march they would have probably up until july or august to do to settle in don't forget almost all the deputy ministers are new and uh six out of nine of the ministerial appointees are actually new so but at the time they are actually settling in the job, time over. And these persons are also going to run 
uh, are looking to uh, what's it called? Rather, six out of nine, and almost all the deputy ministers are contesting in this election. So, um, I don't know what the grand plan is. I, I'm not too sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have expertise in determining whether persons have been brought into the ministry to, in order to shore up their chances at election. That could well be. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, but whatever it is, I, I'm looking at the value addition to the economy and I see zero. I don't see any value addition. I'm looking at uh, institutional memory and probably because institutional memory is very important because oh. these persons are going to hand over anyway. In a couple of months, you're going to have a handover to the next government. So you'd have thought that maybe if you're not going to reduce the numbers, then why don't you maintain the maybe the old guy that was, that was there, but they would have institutional memory and they, maybe, well, Ministers could be called back anyway when they're having handing over, uh, when they're doing handing over and those as well. But I think that the purpose for which this reshuffle was done is, is really has no impact, you know, no no effect at all, except of course what my good brother, me, senior brother, Neil, and they suggest that for some of them, because their political fortunes are dwindling, then maybe they will be given some visibility. However, that also they look i don't know whether just being seen as a minister would change someone's mind from voting for you or not um except of course they are sharing freebies freebies i'm not too sure they are going to find any since we are broke uh, but having said that i i thought that the finance ministers uh, the finance ministers uh, one was particularly interesting because he was the only one that came with some well he came much later after the after the after the after the presser that suggested that these persons were going to be changed or some were going to be sacked in the uh, which is that the finance minister is now being pained for a particularly interesting role as an advisor senior advisor on the economy which is which is very good i think because uh, the good thing about failure is that it gives you an opportunity to uh, recommend ways to people who will not who are likely not to go through your down your path so that they will not they have the presence of uh experience and wouldn't really go down that path so uh, i think it was useful to hear that the finance minister would be given a, a role within the, the jubilee house essentially to advise on economic issues well the other part of that uh, appointment which i found quite curious and i'm not saying he's not qualified for it uh, is that he's also going to be a special envoy, presidential envoy, international investment, and capital markets. Now, those those two are quite interesting and quite telling. Uh, not because the former finance minister may not be cut for it, because no, he really is the epitome of capital markets, and then obviously international investment. Don't forget, he he, he wanted to float a forty fifty billion dollar bond at some point. That's how much voracious or appetite he had for the markets. Uh, whether that was going to impact on our fortunes as an economy or not, he probably wasn't really interested in those ones because uh, persons who play in the market know very well that you can always borrow against whatever you, you, you spend, but not when you are playing the role as a dual role as a, as, a, as, a, as a private market person and also as a public promoter or protector of the public press when you are given that role as a finance minister. And I think that one he failed woefully. Uh, but for, to be given this position now as a, as an advisor... So but but as, is that, is that a, position official? Of course, we, we've heard it being said, but we, well, we have not yeah, seen any communication to that effect. Uh, so I'm just wondering if it's official. 
it's not but i don't think it was it was put in my mouth or mm. put in your put in your head we saw it we read it mm. that it was coming from the presidency unless mm. the presidency has not denied it it's mm. been more than 72 hours since mm. this was put up they've not denied it and uh, it's only when some of us started making uh deductions that some of some people closer to government like, oh, why how am i saying that and i said well you leave me to make this crude analogy or crude deduction because that rule doesn't seem like a split. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a smart. I'm not stupid. I'm not an idiot. I see when you say that somebody who has been who has had this expertise in private markets and uh, run international development and investment and all of that is being asked to be an envoy on that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you now will actually have a lot more power. Uh, because then whatever investments we are going to we are going to negotiate as a government you would have a say you would have a say in it mm. you go to the capital market at some point or not to go if this government should have traveled more than a year or two you probably would still have a say in it it looks to me that that is a much more interesting and sumptuous role mm. than being a minister for finance where People will be sorting you if you did the ABCD. I mean, who doesn't like peace? So mm. I'd rather be sitting there cooler and then making sure, like a grandmaster, like a godfather, I, you know, I decide who, who what goes into mm. the decision. I, I, I so, see. Mm. Yeah. The, 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 so Nilatin makes a point uh, um, about Ophelia Hayford, for example, going to environment and science and technology and all of that. That if she was going to interior, which is where we think her strength is because she's been a former police officer. That would have been good. She would have entered the, the ministry to hit the ground running. But now she's going to environment, science, and technology. Now going to understudy. Uh, you, you think that's a, an important point to make? So Okoboy, for example, he is a medical doctor, uh, NHIA boss, former deputy health minister. He goes into the ministry with some understanding of what the ministry is about. He's the ground running, and, and then things happen. A few other persons, you know, are like that. You think the, minute, the, the president should have considered their areas of expertise, especially given that it's a last-minute reshuffle, so that the people are able to hit the ground running right from day one? Or you think the way he's done it is in line with other reshuffles done in the past, so that's fine? I, I probably don't want to be brought into those conversations even at all. Because what I'm actually saying, suggesting, is that even if they were competent to do whatever they're going to do, what is the impact within three, four, five months? What exactly would they be doing? They'd rather be distracted because these persons are going to run for the next election. So they're already thinking how I'm going to be, uh, retain my seat. It may probably would have been wiser to have left the old guard there in any way so that they would have just run their term. But, but because, we, we call for reshuffle. <laughs> the man eventually oh, yeah, has run the reshuffle. Yeah. Good, but you're asking for uh, there are two things about reshuffle. Uh -huh. The first one I said was at this critical juncture, mm. what you should have done is to reduce the numbers, yes. not necessarily replace them. And I'm saying that the timing of this reshuffle is also is important. Mm. Whether people pay for it, ask for it, you we call for it three, four years ago, not mm. now. And now that you are doing it, you are replacing basically replacing people. You say, I don't even want to get into those conversations about a new lease of life. They are not going to run 100-meter races on those ministries, are they? 
if they were, then maybe I would have thought that uh, someone like the Interior Minister, I saw him doing the boogie dance, doing dancing to Bob Marley and all that. He'd have probably been better off running faster than uh, my good friend, uh, the current man who has been penned down for Interior Minister. Harry you think Potter. the two people running a 100 meter race would have won. So it's not, it's not about running races, going to run races, which we say new lease of life. New lease of life, maybe three, four years ago, in addition to their competence. But right now, yes, he's placated us by saying, I'm giving you, then you are complaining again. It leaves us for us to also make the deductions that matter. What value to the economy? Mm. Really? Four or five months of, of maybe settling in. I think will really change, really. Mm. I mean, uh, it doesn't really cut it for me. Mm. I see. If we had reduced the numbers, they would have said, okay, now this man gets it. Because mm. reshuffle is not just changing personnel. It also means a root and stem approach, which mm. is what we've been calling for for a very long time. Mm. And by the way, as the, current, the vice president has indicated he's going to do 50, uh, maybe if the president had been charitable and probably dislodged a ministry like railway, done a few realignments along, I don't know, met a few things, you'd have said, okay. Now people start saying that, ah, okay, well, those are the two of them are really talking. In any case, the vice president has his own vision. Mm. Uh, but going forward, we'd like to see what constitutes that 50 ministers, what exactly will constitute that, including John Mohammed 60, including Alan's, uh, Alan's 40, says, I think, 40. Right? Okay, so we'd like to see all of those. Not just come and give us numbers like Lotto number. We want to see, because where we are right now, we, we don't, we are, not, we are at an economic war. It's not now that you're coming to start telling us all sort of things. So the president here, he's lame duck, he's, he's a goner. Um, he'd have probably added something to his jewel uh, legacy if he had actually reduced the numbers. But oh. Ryan, there's nothing that I can be proud oh. of. I see. All right. Uh, um, great. So, um, uh, Honorable Ebenezer Ni Nati. So, uh, a few things have been said, um, including what Nilanti said about um, people who lost their seats, I mean, making, I mean, being made to leave as well. Um, it, if you look at the list, you know, uh, 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 carefully, it does appear that there's some merit in that argument. So, for example, in the outgoing ministers, I mean, 13 of them were listed. Um, about five, or a few of them retained or got reassigned. Uh, Ten of them leaving entirely, no reassignment, they've been sacked. Seven of them are MPs. And then five not going back to parliament. You know, so those five not going back to parliament from the seven, that's quite a huge number. So it does appear that like those who lost their primaries are not going back to parliament. There's no point in keeping them in government, um, you know, and, and things like that. Look at the deputies who were sacked. About nine of them were sacked. Um, five of them lost their, their primaries. And then two of them are not going back to parliament. They, they do not want to go to parliament again, Benito Wusubio and co. So it does appear that if you are no more going back to parliament, the president doesn't see any use for you again in the executive. Is that the impression the president is creating? I, I, I don't think so. That, that's no, but, but that's how the, 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 the list appears. Um, we have two ministers mm. who one lost, mm -hmm. one decided not to contest again. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are still at post. Mm. The minister for yes, he's still at post. Obiama is still at post. They are not being removed. Mm. So does he also mean that? But this could be outliers. If you look at the numbers, mm. it, does, it, does not, it, does, it doesn't matter. If we, are, if we are using that as a yastic, it doesn't, mm. it, it doesn't matter mm. because s some are still in the system mm. and others 
have been taken out. Mm. So I don't think that that's a yastic as which the president. No, but but it's 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 rich. Really. I don't I don't the, think so. The, the, the way I, the list I, is. I, I personally don't. That's a perception of mm. people. That's a, that's maybe the, how people will see it. But for me, no. But, but is it not? That, that doesn't it make sense to say that the person has lost his seat? Is the person's relevance? Let me you give know, you. Let me give you an example. It's, it's after the 2024 2020 election, mm -hmm. it was said that. Those that any member of parliament that lost the seat, that lost the president, ministerial appointment. Yes, but Adjalima Mama was sent to the U.S. No, but I didn't get a ministerial appointment. No, it didn't say specifically ministerial appointment. No, no but Okoboy lost his seat. Yes, but, so, but he, he didn't go back as deputy minister. For yes, health. he got but I'm saying an that agency appointment. The, he never mentioned mm. that you are not going to get any ministerial appointment. Mm. But it was there. But, but out that there, how they are not going to get any. That's how it became. That's how it became. That's how it appeared. No, those who were ministers that, that, or deputies, yes, and they lost their seats, yes. did not return to those rules or any other ministerial rule. That's what it was. So no. Okoboy didn't get any ministerial rule. He later became NHIS. Yes, but Ajaluma Mahama was a minister get, for local government. She didn't, get a, she didn't return to the ministry. She he, went he was sent as an ambassador. Exactly. So it doesn't mean that so if you have lost your position. We're not talking about. We're not talking about. Of course, what's the name? Titus Global. Yes. Lost his seat. Yes. But he, he became. That's what Barco, I'm saying. Barco so boss. he cannot use that as a yesterday that because the person have lost his or a constituency primaries, mm -hmm. the president decided not to give him any position. Mm. And I've given you an example that there are two of them. Mm. One lost the primaries. One is not to contest. Mm. But the president said that he has to be in your position. Honorable mm. Nilante, my senior brother. with the reasons why. OBM, I can give you the reason. So what was the <laughs> reason? You see, OBM is uh, I mean, so no, giving no, me the no, floor. No, no, I, I'm, I'm you gave him 25 minutes. I, I, I checked the time. For practical reasons, OBM is the one who is virtually spared in the party's position at the Electoral Commission. I see. And, and if you had uh, yes. Kujo? Kujo, because of the reforms mm. that is being done under his ministry, so there are a lot of reforms going there. Yes. Then it means he's doing well there. The public service reforms. Mm -hmm. I see. So it is important that sometimes mm -hmm. you look at those situations. Very well. We'll go for break. You, well, the original list that came up, the Minister of Sports was involved. Mm -hmm. Then the President was advised. Yes, the President was advised that because of the upcoming All Africa Games. Very well. There's a need for Very well. So we'll take a break now, but you continue. But just go ahead. So it cannot be a yastic for that. That because the person has lost and the person has been removed from the post. Mm. Yeah, another issue that he raised was the fact that some people were appointed because they are under siege at their various constituencies. Mm. So therefore, they are being put there. So that up their chances. I don't think so. Mm. I personally don't think so. Because during their time, mm -hmm. eight years of John Mahama Mills, Mills uh, the health ministry alone have seven different ministers. Different ministers. Seven. The same time, Ministry of Sports alone have seven. In fact, when you add Aruna coming to add to it, it will be eight. How? Aruna. Yes. Aruna. Aruna came to act as a deputy minister for sports. Aruna. Aruna, Aruna Jusu. Deputy minister well, for sports. Sorry, minister for youth. No, I said just for our three months. You were the last person there. No. So seven. No, no, at one point was Aruna sports minister. Dr. Musta, the At seven, uh, Ministry of Vital Sports and health. health. Are you telling me that because those people were not performing or those no. people were going for the lecture, that's why they were changed? Yeah, yeah. I agree perfectly with you. With that one has been one thing I always say, talk about it. 
that when you are sending people to the various ministries, departments, and agencies, it should be people with expertise, which I agree perfectly with you on that. All of us can bear witness that when Okobo was, was sent to the Ministry of Health mm. as a deputy minister during the COVID time, we can see the performance of Okobo. There's no doubt about it. When he's being sent to the Ministry of, uh, sorry, uh, uh, NHIS, mm -hmm. we can see within this short time what he has been able to do at the ministry, uh, NHIS. Because that is, is experts, which I agree perfectly with you. And it's something that I always say, that, look, not only with the NADO, but it should cut across all precedents that we have had. That when we are appointing people to the various departments and agents, especially at the ministry, and we'll be told that, oh no, the, the, the technicals are there. Yeah. But when a person also has a little knowledge about where yes. he or she is being sent to, it also helps. There's no doubt if you, for instance, I can never and ever debate Nilante when it comes to sports yes. issue. Because that's You would defeat me 100%. Mm. Because... I'm not for I'm yes, in as much that I like football, the information and the details that he has mm. is rather unfortunate. He's not he's not been supporting my team. Which is what? Which on Wednesday we're also going on demonstration. Which one? Ah, of folk. Okay. All right. Let's take a short break. We'll come back. You continue from there. You continue from there. And this is the big issue. Ninety-seven point three City FM. Uh, we just heard Benizanina. Uh, uh, Nate, former MP for Abilikuma Central for the MPP, uh, other guests, uh, Nilante Vanderpoy, MP Udududu, and Franklin Kujo, President in Mani Africa. We'll take a short break. When we return, uh, we will further delve into the subject matter of reshuffle. Don't worry. Welcome back. A very big welcome to our TV viewers as well. This is a big issue on uh, 97.3 CTFM on CTTV and also on our socials. My name is Selom Adoni. It's a platform for incisive analysis and riveting conversation. Uh, my guest this morning, um, Ebenezer Nina Nati, member of former member of Parliament for Ablikuma Central, Ni Lante Vanderpoel, MP Odududu, Franklin Kujo, President of Mani Africa. We're looking at two major issues today. One is the subject of the ministerial reshuffle, too little, too late. Uh, what really is the expected impact of the new persons who have been brought in and those who have been reassigned? Uh, others say that it's for election 2020. Others think that no, to, election 2024. Thank you, Others think that no, they have been brought in as fresh limbs to strengthen uh, the the team, as it were. Uh, what do you think? We'll be happy to hear from you. You can join the discussion via uh, the WhatsApp, via WhatsApp on the lines on the screen. And we'll be happy to share those views with the rest of the world. Also, the second part of the program, we'll look at uh, Ghana football. This week, uh, a group of sports journalists and football enthusiasts um, went on demonstration, tagged Save Ghana Football uh, demo to ask for reforms, to ask that the GFA and its allied institutions in charge of our football do the right things. Um, we will delve into that. Fortunately, Neil Antivanapo here is a former sports minister, surely has views on that matter, and a few other people who will be joining us do that. So you're welcome to the show. We'll be happy to hear from you with us throughout uh, the remainder of this program. So the reshuffle occurred. Um, many had called for it. Uh, some big names became casualties. The finance minister, uh, uh, whose, par whose party had called for his, his, his reshuffle or his sacking 
about a year or so ago, where over 90 ministers or 90 members of parliament from his party became a majority caucus decision that he should leave because uh, he was making the government unpopular, eventually or finally uh, had been shown the door. But we hear he has another appointment um, advisor on the economy and capital markets, etc. You know, in his place, Mohamed um, um, Amin Anta or Adam, uh, Minister of State at the same ministry, uh, has been brought in. Uh, the Roads and Highways Minister, uh, Kusiam Akwata, has also been shown the door. Um, uh, and a few other people, the Health Minister, uh, Kweku Ajiman Menu, has also been, been sacked uh, to be replaced by the young and energetic Dr. Okobo and a few others. We'll go through a list as, as the program um, you know, uh, grows. Uh, but Ibn Nina Nete was on the floor. But what, what do you make of the fact that this, the new people coming in, averagely are, are very, very young, apart from uh, uh, Titus Glover, who is a bit advanced in age. The rest of them are quite young. Uh, Daquan Newman, uh, Daquan Newman, around 38 years. Um, uh, uh, what's the name? Oko Boy, just around 42 years. Uh, and a few other people, Fatima Abubakar, also around 38 years. And, and I mean, uh, Japan Mesa, just around 50. And, and and the whole lot. They look very young. Is there any particular reason for that? Yeah, I think that um, for me, we have gotten to a stage that in this our politics that we are doing, the, the young are the people who are taking over from the, the old people. And looking at the people that the president have nominated as ministers and deputy ministers in their age bracket, it brings some sort of a strong energy and also bring some sort of vibrant at the various ministries and, the, um, and uh, that they are going to um, be. Uh, when you look at Titus, um, Greater Accra, mm -hmm. um, all of us can bear witness of the way that um, Honorable Henry Corte have done. And these are, let me say, two parties. Mm -hmm. And for me, I know that wherever Honorable Henry Corte and whatever things that he has done in Greater Accra, definitely Titus is going to continue, continue from there. I know the support Honorable Neil Antevanapoy gave to Henry Corte as a regional minister. Not only him, but even NDC members of parliament in Greater Accra, irrespective of their, their political affiliation, they really supported him. One example is my own constituency, when they are removing these union market people from there. I know the role that he played in it. I know definitely when Titus took over, and I know sometimes he played the tribal politics as well. So, How? and you, oh, but but in his submission, but in submission, or so it tells you that he tells you that he have greater acra at heart, irrespective of the political party. Yes, because this is his region. He can't go and claim. Um, uh, Eastern region or Ashanti region. And the same applies to me as well. Because if Greater Accra is good, it's good for us. Yeah. Because definitely, you if care from. is not taken, but it, by if Greater Accra is not good, before you come to your house, mm -hmm. you are picking your bag, you have, you have gone to I'm the, the Volta region. Yes. Tell me if I'm lying. No, no, that, that's a fact. Yes. You go to your home first. Yeah, exactly. But this so, is your home. Exactly. So definitely, I know Titus is going to perform very well in Greater Accra. Mm -hmm. And you have the support of all of us. Mm -hmm. Ejam Pamesa going to tourism. Mm. Awa is not a, a member of parliament. Neither is he going to contest for any election. But the president think that, yes, 
give way for a new person. He has been very poor. Very, very poor. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, very, very poor. Mm. What, 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 what impact? You, so when you get to your point. Mm -hmm. okay, so you then, <laughs> in Japan, my senior brother is saying that it's because it's under siege at, in his constituency. Oh, yes. Mm. So, therefore, he has been given. But where Ijapa was, mm. Ministry of Energy, compared to the Ministry of Trust. He was a deputy minister. It doesn't matter. It matters. So, in terms of what? Resources? In terms, if, it, if it's about resources. But you, you it's about reform. At least for nothing at all. Uh -huh. At least for nothing at all. Uh -huh. He will get street lights to go and face in his constituency. Now, uh -huh. tourism. Uh -huh. What is he going to take to his constituency? It's not about that. Oh. Lydia Serama Lassan. He, he said, still, oh. He can still get a street He said, oh. Um, uh, uh, what is his John name? Dumelo. John Dumelo. Mm -hmm. ah, I'm surprised Nilante is saying that. Why? John, John Dumelo is John, a strong, John is, a strong is, no, is nowhere to be found in Ayaso Central. Huh? Ayaso West were gone. Really? Oh, yes. Mm. Eben, oh, I'm are telling you. Are you in Ghana? Oh. The you students, are behaving like your president. The, the Lagos students appear to be in love with him. Ah. The Lagos students? Yes. Which of them? The, I mean, the, the Legon student, the campus, oh, the University yes. of Ghana campus. Then you oh, have the, to the two of no. us, the two of us just left the campus. Yes. <laughs> we can tell you the feeling on the campus. They, they I'm, love I'm, I'm, I'm at Gimpa. <laughs> okay. And I know the impact Lydia is putting at Gimpa and Legon as well. Wow. Oh, really? Just, mm. just go to Legon and Gimpa and go and find out. Oh, really? Just go to the your 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 nest, the one uh, GIG Anes. Mm -hmm. Just yes. go and look at the impact Lydia is putting there. So for me, I don't no, think Lydia, no doubt, is a strong, yes. is a strong candidate. She's very so personable. Not, She's is, very active. It is not about um for John is is a something knows that it's a stronghold of the MPP, Okanku mm -hmm. South. So if by assessment of that, mm. I don't think that oh the president have appointed Lydia because Hey, she's an seat at uh, Okankwe South constituency. It's mm. not possible. You mean Dakwa? Dakwa and Yuma. So, for me, I believe that the president is looking at sending young people. Mm. You see, uh, what was Address Aid when he went to, the, went to that ministry? Mm. It have not been what she was doing. I can tell you, Address could have been one of the best gender ministers that we have ever had. Because since this ministry was created, uh, apart from Nana Oyelita, who was also young at that time, most of the time, well, was not young. She was effective because that it, 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 she, she wasn't young necessarily. No, at that time she would not be around sixty. She's no, no, around but, she's in her fifties. Yeah, yeah, but she wasn't yes. necessarily young. But she was effective. But at the end of the day, she even sacked her own deputy. Ah, but, no, but, but, but that's that's that's. So no, that's the deputy at the discretion. The president of the, of the so, minister. But no, the deputy came and said that oh, because you are, you are of, playing politics. I'm not So then, when we come to Dakwan, as I'm saying. Very perfect. Mm. Looking at her, uh, her background, I believe strongly. Well, what's her background? She's just fresh from school. Is that, is that not the case? Oh. I mean, uh, this is a project manager. Are you using that one? Are you using that one? Because I can give you about five. No, no. You said looking at her background. And yes, it doesn't matter the number no, of years. I'm asking. I don't know. It doesn't so matter. It doesn't I'm matter. just asking what it doesn't it matter is. the number of years that you have been out of school. Mm. Somebody was in school and was given a deputy minister position, but, but he performed. No, I'm saying that. I, no, no doubt about that. Yes. I'm saying that. I, I do not know. So, so your banger you you does not necessarily mean the number of years you have worked. I know that. And, yes. I'm, and you, you mentioned it. I was not going to ask any question. You mentioned it. And I said, okay, I'm curious. What, what's the background? Because she's been in parliament. I know she was, she's young. You know, she's just from school, did a few things. Yes. So I'm just wondering what she brings to the table. She's a project manager. Mm. So most of the things that she has learned, and experience within three years. Project management mindset or approach to yes. deal with their problems. And oh, but when you go to the ministry, what yeah, that's, else? That's right. 
Then it comes to um, uh, my own brother and friend, Okuboy, mm -hmm. health ministry. I sat in parliament four years with Oku. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that when it comes to health matters on the floor of parliament, mm -hmm. I envied him. Mm -hmm. Because and, and it's he and um, Zenato, mm -hmm. these two people, to be honest, so that's a cool just, boy. Just as, just cool as, boy on your screen. Just, just as uh, he's 42 years, a medical doctor by profession, current position, NHI boss, um, is a parliamentary candidate for Lejokuku, former, former, former MP for that area as well, uh, former board chairman of Kolibu Teaching Hospital. That was a big one because he was very young when he was made board chair of Kolibu Teaching Hospital. Very, very difficult role, but I think he did his part there. Former deputy minister as well, and he has... He's a doctor, so he has human biology and uh, medicine surgery from KNUST. He has some MP, he has MPA from Hamburg School of Applied Science. I think he has another degree again somewhere. But thoroughly well-educated, very intelligent young man, very energetic, very, very articulate. And it's interesting that, of course, he, he'll be deputized by one Alexander Akwesi, Akwesi Akwa, who is also a health guy. Yes. And also a former media person, yes. very articulate. Yeah. So it appears that the health ministry... If, if they are not sorted, then that will be a problem because they have, they have two of the very best there and they are very articulate, understand media as well. Yeah. And, and if Kwesiakwa joined the President Kufo's administration, mm -hmm. also worked at NHIS, NHIS yes, yes. As, as, as they are, I think it's yes. their, their first PRO. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That he, yes. he, and so it's, it's a when you look at Okuboy, it's not because he won't or he's going to win. No, but obviously, this will show up his chances of winning the Jokuko. That's what I'm telling you. This is short. In, in terms of what? Look, in terms of what? He won't win. See, I see. Let me tell you. Cool. Look, can't beat you. Oko, Oko, after have lost mm -hmm. the seat, he's really working in that constituency. And he, he, you know about it. I know. He's doing everything possible. Not because, yeah, not things. because, no, not because of his interest to become a member of parliament. But, but he believed that this is where I was brought up. Mm. Whatever I have, this is where I got it from. Let me... <laughs> give it back to the people of Lodukuku. Mm. And you can check that, look, apart from the actual death, he's lobbying for road, he's doing everything in that constituency. Mm. It's not because of that. And even the constituency themselves are, are even bearing witness of it. Mm. That, look, in as much that you are not a member of parliament, you are still doing what you are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And Very looking well, at this background, mm. perfect. Let, let, let's talk about um, Titus Glover. Very yeah. important person in the scheme of things. And stepping into a big shoe. Uh, Henry Corte appears to be one of the very successful um, regional ministers in this administration. I know some people are not happy, obviously that's what it is, but for those of us sitting behind and watching and calling for change and all of that, I, we think that he's been very effective, the way he drove the great Accra thing and all of that. He might not have been very successful, but we have Titus Global now, Daniel Ni Kwate Titus Global on the screen now. 57, administrator, HR practitioner, current position, VACO, managing director, uh, previously MP for Tema East, he's called the MP3, uh, deputy transport minister. Uh, he was in Warwick, uh, he was also at the University of Cape Coast. He's stepping into the shoes of um, Henry Corte. How do you hope he does it? Henry Corte, you know, put himself and his weight, literally, behind the things he did, made sure things moved. So when he's moving, he's moving with everybody and his body mass, everything may be helped. You know, how should he do it? How should Nilante, what was the name? Um, 
Titus Glover, you know, do the job? Should it depart? Should you use the same approach? You know, even though there are different personalities, you know, how should he do it? The sanitation of the region and all of that. How should Neil, uh, Titus Glover handle that position? There will not be any difference between Titus and Harry. No, but they, they have different personalities. And, and they have different personalities, but they will not be any different when it comes to the job. Market. So the greater crime has work and all of that will continue? I, I, I'm very... They, because let me tell you, most of, of, of the work that Tito, um, Henry was doing mm -hmm. is in the support of members of parliament on, for both sides, mm -hmm. former members of parliament, mm -hmm. former ministers in greater Accra. Yeah, so that is also... In fact, he even involved mm -hmm. former mayors. mayors yeah, so that's Accra. what I'm saying. That it's, it had to do with the personality of Henry Corte. And So maybe he's the guy who is a team player. Everybody, he, 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 he carries everybody, everybody along. In, everybody in the party. Mm -hmm. Know very well that Titus and Henry, there's mm -hmm. no difference. I see. When you see Titus, you see Henry. Mm -hmm. Most of the things I have been to um, Henry Quarter's office on several occasions, mm -hmm. they're sitting down with Titus way back. Oh, I see. As to what we are going to do in great. That's what I'm saying. Most of the things Henry is doing, he do it in consultation mm -hmm. of the indigents in Greater Accra, irrespective of your political affiliation, irrespective of where you are coming from. Mm -hmm. He believed that Greater Accra should be owned by us. And right. therefore, whatever you have on board that you mm. can able to help, mm. you try to what? Bring it on board for us. So I believe strongly that mm. Titus is just going to build on a solid foundation being mm. built by Henry Corte. Mm. And definitely, I know Henry is not going to leave Titus because mm. all, all of us. So Henry is going to focus on Interior, yes, very difficult. But he's not going to leave him because we all believe that Greater Accra is where you come from. from. Very well. When it comes to interior mm. no, let, let, let me let, I'll come to, let, let me let me deal with um, neil Ante on on henry Corti and and uh, titles global you guys are colleagues what do you think the approach should be well um just like ebert said i don't think titles should differ mm. or let me say move away essentially from the strategy that henry used mm. um eben was accurate in uh -huh. that the two of them are very good friends. In uh -huh. fact, they are not the only two friends, they are family. Uh -huh. You know, so um, it becomes very obvious that he'll want to walk in the steps uh -huh. of his brother and try as much as possible to maintain the status quo. Henry wedged a very good working relationship with the stakeholders in the region. Uh -huh. And I think that in all those situations, he had a sort of let me say, reliable advice from his senior brother, Titus. Uh -huh. And so I expect Titus, you know. And let me also say this. Titus, uh, for some time now, I've seen him, his, his, the way he does his politics, everything has changed. Uh -huh. From that abrasive, from that fanatical stand to a much more friendly, consultative. And, uh, you know, and let me, let me, let me say... Um, I don't think he will have any problem uh, getting close to us, uh, those of us, the stakeholders in the region, uh, so that we can keep the same relationship we had with Henry, uh, with him. I think that's the only way he can also be successful. Uh, but then we, we also are conscious of the fact that the two of them, the appointments have political, you know, Okay. undertones mm. and so we on the other side are also being very very what do you mean by political <laughs> undertones oh that one i won't say it here mm. uh, i'm a political strategist mm. and i know what be, it, be, because henry court is moving to interior yes 
and, and but Titus greater, is coming Titus, to greater Accra. Accra. What does that mean? Titus is advanced. Greater Accra decides the elections. Yes, but what do Titus do? If 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 the if the <laughs> people in the region economically are not happy, what can what can? Salam, that's why I'm saying that. Uh, I know because he's an organizer. Fine, they can mm. take it that I know. Mm. So we we also definitely, even though we want to assist. Titles. You withhold your assistance more. No, no, we assist. <laughs> Even though we assist him to make the region You assist with functional. one eye closed. We made to make the region functional. Mm -hmm. We'll keep our eyes very open on every activity he does in the region. Mm -hmm. You understand? We will not allow him to have that political advantage in the region. Never. He will never have it. Mm. The region is what, not what, ours. What, what political advantage yeah. can he have? What the regional minister, advantage? the regional minister, can play a very, very good role in changing the political fortunes in the region. How? Give me an example. His relationship mm. is key. Yes. Relationship with the people in the region is key. Um, how he embarks on his policies, how he embarks on his, uh, let me say, uh, deliverables that expected of him as a regional minister mm. is also key. Um, we, 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 know, we know that they are keen on changing the fortunes of the party in the region. Mm -hmm. We also are conscious of the fact that this region holds a strong wave as far as the political end mm -hmm. is concerned. And as such, we also become much more aggressive in making sure that we maintain our strength, maintain our st a stronghold, our stranglehold on the region. Mm. We are not going to let it go. We're going to, in fact, our desire is to perform better than mm. we did in 2020 in the Greater Accra region. Because the people in the Greater Accra region are those who are feeling the brunt mm. of the wicked policies of the government. Mm. <laughs> yes, we, the, the people in the region, every policy take decision of every government mm. affects the people in the capital more than any other any other place and mm. it's is what i'm saying is generic it's mm. everywhere and and as such the people in the region having gone through this let me say draconian measures of the of the government this wicked this uncaring measures of the government over the period have already maintained a, petty, a certain level of apathy towards governments mm. today and you think titles global if if, the, if, the if only you guys do not check him, could revive the interests of the people in the region in the government? He could. He, 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 could. he, has, he has what it takes to do Oh, that. yes. I've known him for some time. He's a good, he's, he's a good communicator. Mm. He has a very, let me say, he, when it comes to issues about greater Accra, mm. he has a way of letting you feel mm. that this somebody who is from the region understands the region and wants to do something in the region. I see. Uh -huh. And I'm happy that... I'm still sitting here today, still as the leader of the Greater Accra Caucus in Parliament, mm. and so I'm also conscious of what their intentions are as mm. far as the Greater Accra is concerned. Mm. I'm also conscious of what he is capable of doing in the region. Mm. I'm conscious of what Henry, as a brother, <laughs> as a friend, is capable of doing in the region. And in all the those region things, all those things will factor because interior, interior is basically Accra, is Greater Accra, mm. <laughs> interior is basically Greater Accra. Mm. Yes, most of the issues when it comes to issue of maintaining national security and all those things are issues about Accra. Mm. So, what we want to say is that we know their appointments are strategic. And I said we are also going to make sure that we're not going to 
do anything to frustrate his work as a regional minister because ultimately we the people in the region stand to benefit from whatever he does in the region mm -hmm. but i'm saying it will be to that level but not to have any political advantage in the region mm -hmm. two let me say this frankie could you raise a very sensitive issue mm -hmm. and most of us have not averted ourselves to that issue mm -hmm. the president had opportunity of listening and being sentimental to the echoes that are coming from the general public as far as Mr. appointments are concerned. Mm. And if I were him, I would have even done what other presidential aspirants have said they would do by cutting down the number mm. and trying to realign some of the ministries. Because to me, sitting down here, I don't see why we should have water and sanitation when we still have local government. Mm. Because sanitation is a local government function mm. all over the world all over the world it's a local government because function. of the focus you need to give to because of the badness of our situation the situation has become worse because mm. of the fact that you don't really know the government really don't know who is in charge of what when it comes to issue of sanitation really i'm telling you when is it became an issue ministry? in parliament of, um, on thursday we all talk about it in parliament water the provision of basic water mm. it used to be a local government function through the you know the delivery of boreholes and the rest in rural communities now it's off people in certain parts of the northern region are not getting water at all but you see when it's a local government function because local governance has a direct relationship with the people their problems become directly the problem of local government Mm. Because if the DCE doesn't deliver the water, the people go directly to him. Mm -hmm. But now the minister is in Accra, in charge of water and sanitation is in Accra. So when the problem is on down there, the person there doesn't feel responsible for it. Mm. <coughs> Sorry. So I will have taken advantage to merge and reduce the number. So many other ministries, he could have done that. But he didn't. Now he's brought people in. Do you know what he's going to do at the end of it all? Mm. Cost of government is going to go high. How? Oh, yes. For example, um, some people were not ministers at all. Mm -hmm. they, were, no, they, they are not MPs too. Mm -hmm. And they've been appointed. Those people should be in line for S. Gratia. Yeah, but S. Gratia is not prorated. Doesn't it depend on the number of months you have served? What, that, that's what I'm saying. So if the, the guys are off... The remainder of what they would have taken home will now be given to these people. No, you see, but, then, but, but if the person is an MP, mm. if a person is an MP, mm -hmm. because he's being a member of parliament, mm. he wouldn't get anything too different. Mm. Yeah. But if the person is not an MP, he wasn't a minister, and it's mm. coming fresh. Oh, mm. For example, even if it is one, even if it is one, no, even if it is one, no, I'm just there's only one person that no, OT, I'm the saying, OT yes, and also replacing another non minister. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, listen, what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, like Frankie Kuju said, you 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 had opportunity to reduce the number in order to save costs, yeah, you did it, yes. So at the end of it all, even if one city comes on, it's addition to cost.
No, but there's not going to be any one CD. There will, because the there will be. Uti regional minister is not a member of parliament. Listen, the one coming to replace him is also not a member of parliament. But the rest of the people, Fati is not a member of parliament. As a deputy minister. She was a deputy minister. Now she's she's going to a promotion. Exactly. But as you and I know the difference between a minister's and a deputy's even if it's one city, even if it's one city, it's addition to a member of parliament who is a deputy minister or a minister. You and I know that there's a difference. It's very small. And even finance, minister of state, there's a small increase. No, minister of state and the minister, the finance minister. No, there's a I thought the finance minister is a bit higher than the minister of state. He's saying it's just one city. No, there's no any addition to cost. Oh, None of them. What are you saying? Oh, on right. you know, let, let, let me. So let, let, example, let me talk to Franklin. Yes. Yeah. The Minister of Finance, for example, is going to still be in government. It's not true. Oh, who said? No, but that, that there role, has not the, been the, an official no, But that, that role, he won't get. He won't get. He won't get S. Gracia. Who said? Who the, said? The, the advisor role. No, no. Who said? Where, where, where? He will be no, but there are some I mean, appointments which are not officially communicated, like Osafu Mafu, for example. Yes, it was as as senior advisor. He announced it himself. Do you know Honorable Neil and Tevanapo has been appointed uh, Jomal Maswanimi? Do you know? Ah. Oh, no, 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 is going to render Aminanta virtually impotent. Mm. You understand? This somebody who is virtually was picked mm. by Kelly Ferrata to be his so, so, minister so. of state. You understand? He's coming in. Kelly Ferrata is going to stay in the shadow again, be the economic advisor of the president. And we know the relationship between him and the president. Mm. And the president has reluctantly shifted him to this situation. So Aminanta will still be at the beck and call and even the vice president was behaving like a messenger to Kenya How much more? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about ah, that. But he used to carry the ministers back to parliament. Not carry. He used to support him. He would come and support him to read oh. the budget, which was nice, was oh. it not? Have you seen him carry the ministers? No, he will not carry them. Back, he comes and sit down to listen to and, him, and, and it was nice. Head like a lizard. I beg you. I beg you. No, no, but he came to parliament, no, which the constitution no, allows no. him to do, to listen to the finance yes, minister. But should it be always? And give him a hug. But it's not always. When was the last time he came there? He didn't come the last time. Two years ago, he didn't come. Just because he didn't come. Two years ago, he came. It was the last year he didn't no. come. Last year, he didn't come. Ago, he last year, he didn't come because he was campaigning. No. No. <laughs> All right. Let, 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 me, let, me talk to, let me talk to Franklin. Franklin, talk to me about uh, uh, Dr. Mohamed Aminante's role. Uh, now finance minister. He's been there as minister of state. He's one person whose uh, competence is, is not in doubt. Uh, he's done quite a lot. He's grown through the ranks. Uh, being Nukes president, being mayor of Tamale, being uh, deputy minister for uh, energy. Before that, he did ASEP, which was in your space, civil society space. His group, ASEP, is doing so well. Uh, now was pushed to finance as minister of state. Now taking the ultimate in that arena, minister for uh, finance. People have said that there's, there's not much he can do because it appears the mold has been cast for him. He only has to play within that. Talk to me about his his personal attributes and how that can help change anything if, if anything can change at all and also the 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 
I wouldn't call it a hovering, but a hovering uh, presence of Kenufurata, his former boss, around his job. Okay, so we're having this conversation within the construct that nothing significant will change anyway, right? Mm, okay. So we want to talk about personal attributes. Um, the, we can't quarrel with uh, Amin Ante's um, attributes at all, personal attributes. I, I think he's an excellent gentleman, and I think he the combination of petroleum economics and economics itself is a, is a wonderful pair to be to be at the ministry because these two alone can actually make you you, you then understand exactly how revenues. Um, I mean, revenue management should be done when it can, when in, in terms of uh, revenue from the petroleum sector and its usage or its application as well. So he has both competences in terms of extracting revenues and possibly using them wisely. But of course, he would operate within a much broader system of government. So it's not everything he says that will be listened to anyway. But to have these competences are really, really wonderful and they are good. So those personal attributes are wonderful. I think it is also important to state that right now uh, we are clutching our straws, basically. I mean, we are broke. Um, I know for a fact that the ministry is looking for ways in order to match up revenues with the, with the expenditure. Again, coming back to the same thing, if the Nanado had cut back a lot more, not just in terms of personnel, but even from the Office of Government Machinery, oh. where he has over 1,047 people working. If a particular entity like the communications have up close to 14 people, uh, communication assistants, if you have done that type of uh, cutting, then maybe the likes of Amin Nanta will not be struggling to look out for why we'll get excess money. But trust me, it's one of the things you'll be thinking about right now. I know that for a fact. Oh. Because I had conversations with people at the ministry two weeks ago, and I know that they are interested in that. Actually, the reason why you saw the VAT thing uh, on electricity work was because there was nothing else to look out, look, look for in terms of raising money. So they decided that they, they so they suggested that they push this to the to, to the Ghanaians. And of course, obviously, not 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 um, they were they were oblivious of the fact that the the politics of taxes as well and so that was the challenge so i mean Anta's rule right now may if i if he had had this rule probably two years ago what i know he would have done was to have taken a fine schedule and then look out for areas he can cut back because that's where his expertise lies really um and then probably generate a lot more revenue from our petroleum sector he could have ordered reordered a few other things within the petroleum sector and then things would have changed drastically that i know for sure what I'm saying is that right now, as the meat has been eating, the, the, what's it called? The, is it the bones? Major Mohammed's famous quote, the meat. And the bone is just left with the bone. Actually, now the bone is even now. It's going uh, to the marrow. It's going to the marrow of the bone. It's going to the marrow of the bones. <laughs> and uh, it's decomposing right now. So there's really nothing I mean can do right now in terms of raising revenue, raising more money. Maybe um, Ken's role as, as the national investment, uh, what's it called, ambassador, may be looking out for a lot more climate finance, which is one of the things that currently I know very well that the ministry is looking at doing. And um, we, we are aware of that, that you know, climate finance is the new game in town when it comes to development. And so maybe Ken's role may be useful there, but again, the issue about control maybe let's leave that for now but i'm saying that as we speak until there's some real 
real magical thing that happened in the world of finance for us, um, there, isn't, there isn't much uh, Amin can do. He'd be looking, he's rather looking for ways to raise excess money in order to fund the government's uh, projects, especially in 2024. So those are the issues I think he'll be contended. He's, he, he, those are the issues before him right now. But as a human being, personally, I have personal attributes of being respectful and all of that. Those, those are very good uh, attributes. But of course, he's also qualified for it as well. So yeah. don't know too much about I mean, on that. The, the, you know, he, of course, buttressing what you've said, he is mentioned that he'll be aggressive in revenue mobilization. So we shouldn't be surprised when we see him uh, visiting the revenue mobilization agencies, etc. But what, what can he do in that respect? We've always said that we need to broaden the tax net in order to get more people in and get more revenue, etc., etc. What oh, okay. he, can he do in that respect? Because if he can't do much, what he can do is to mobilize revenue or resources, which he has admitted he will do. How can he do that? What new strategies should actually, he employ? Actually, actually, two things. One very sensible thing I mean should do, and I know he's going to have a lot of pushback, is to look out the look out for these twelve point five billion city um, exemptions that have been calculated in the budgets. Those exemptions are hookish. I don't believe in them. They are political arrangement, chronic capitalist arrangement, favor political favorites in business. He should take a fine schedule, go through it carefully, and reduce that drastically by 70%. Oh. If I can achieve that, he wouldn't have a deficit of raising revenue up to 11 billion and be looking at giving 12.5 billion. Why do you want to? Why do you give? Whose value to the economy are not even clear, they've not been calculated. We don't know that value, except to say, as the NDC has suggested, these are political favorites. And I think I've seen a few of them. They are definitely political cronies. They are not business, they are not going to return any value to the economy. One of the things I mean could do is to look at that, those exemptions regime, and reduce them by 70%. If it does that, uh, actually, the only problem is that if it does that, it may all go back into the elections. And that's what I fear. <laughs> oh. So, but, but the point also ought to be made that that would have stamped his authority on, you know, saving us a lot of money. The second point, which I think I heard from Mr. Chuaini, Dr. Chuaini, uh, eloquently uh, discussed on your network with, uh, with Bernard, is to look out for this remittances stuff. Well, it may be a bit difficult, but the remittances coming in, apparently there are middlemen who, who may be Ghanaian businesses as well as foreign businesses, who then take the money and give us what, what I mean, hold the dollars or forex uh, and give us the city equivalent. I'm a bit ambivalent as to how that would work, though. I have to say that they make a little margin more, so maybe we should look at those margins. But in terms of giving people the equivalence of, uh, I think it's a business, it's a business strategy. It's not because people really need to get those uh, products directly. I think it's a business strategy. But the one thing that Chuaini said, which I suspect makes a lot of sense, is to look out for those excess margin that will be earned as a result of this this particular uh, remittances uh, portfolios that, that we are dealing with. So you can look at that. But the number one right now, injury time thing he can actually do, I mean can do, is to go back and look out for these exemptions again. Because once he's able to do that, that's a lot a lot of money being saved for the country from these so-called entities that are supposed to be returning value to the economy, but actually can't be seen or calculated. We need to know that. It's very important. So on the question about revenues, if there's anything he can do right now, 
it should you should even worry going yourself visiting all these agencies looking for money you should just look at the uh, what's it called you should actually focus on the all the companies that have been listed to receive these exemptions and actually go look at them carefully and then see the operations and exact the amount that you want to exact from them i think that would be very useful for us very well yeah, just a final one very small point It's, it's, it's been a while since we had a proper economist uh, lead or head the finance ministry. I mean, Ken is, is an investment banker. Sertekwe uh, uh, is or was um, a tax person and an accountant and, and all of that. So Dufour was an economist. Akutua say was. Baredu was not. I mean, he was an accountant. Uh, Safmafu, engineer, economist. Uh, Prepra, economist. I think Kusibuchi, consummate economist. Doesn't matter really the, the the background or the experience, the academic expertise, economist, banker, you know, uh, 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 whatever. Doesn't matter. Does his being a proper economist add anything to what a person can do as a finance minister? Well, maybe yes, but in our construct, I think that because he works, the minister works with a lot of uh, people who are actually adept at their, what they do, economists and with accountants and what have you, probably not much. I would think that what you are trying to suggest is that, well, when it comes to development, how to, how to, how to um, bring the pie together, uh, someone who has a, a degree in economics and would understand pretty much the issues about needs and wants, and so would decide exactly what the country wants rather than what the country should, what the country needs rather than what the country would want. In that regard, I can understand something. I can understand that if you have a degree in that, but that should be commonsensical anyway. I mean, I don't think it comes comes pretty much as to the degree you hold in economics, as long as you can understand numbers, which um, the finance the former finance minister actually understood. Um, I think the former finance minister, what went wrong for him was that he believed in capital markets and he thinks that he has, he has a mindset: borrow against debts and pay, which is. factor of GDP to the economy if I took a decision like doing one village one down. This is basic common sense. You don't go and dig, dig pits, dig potholes and call them dams and then they get dried. You don't stop the August of government machinery with 1047 persons with 14 or 16 of them doing the same work, running around passive aggressive behavior, doing nothing. When you can actually do just about 400 or probably 300 people at that, at that whole office, right? This is commonsensical. When the finance minister took office, we wrote a paper. Imani wrote a paper called Fighting Corruption and Wasters at the Presidency. Look for it. We were looking at the Office of Government Machinery and said, if this government was intended to fight corruption, they should start at the office. Because then if they did that, they would have rationalized the personnel there to and they would have realized $15 million immediately. We did those calculations. They are published. But of course, we are not the ones running affairs. We wouldn't have even needed an OSP who would come after the facts. After chasing politicians who may have stashed a lot of money, who would have deep pockets, who can fight them in the courts and they would never, never win. Right? So, the long, long, a short answer to the question you asked is a bit of economics to matter. 
but in our in our in our current state of things, a lot of common sense is what you really need. Not oh. not a degree in economics. Oh. What you need is a lot of common sense, right? That's what you need. So don't go giving twelve point five billion. Uh, if he was party to that budget, I suspect he was. Then if you walk back and go back and look at the exemptions he's given, do a calculation because I know he has prowess in doing that. Value for money analysis and ask himself, Charlie, these 12.5 billion tax exemptions we are giving, especially when we've cried several times in this country that tax exemptions don't add anything to your economy. Why don't you go back and look and say that, okay, I was part of this budget, but in, in, in trying to raise revenue, I'm going to look back at it again and see how to at least balance the budget. 11 billion you're expecting in revenue, you can't be giving 25 billion cities away in tax exemptions. That's not that's not that's not a degree that's not what a degree in economics tells me. Mm. It tells me that you have a degree in common sense. That's all. I see. All right. So thanks so much, Franklin. Um we'll take a short break and then we will switch topics. We'll have Jerome Ochery, sports journalist, uh, joining the discussion on what we can do to save Ghana football flowing on the uh, from that demonstration that some sports enthusiasts and journalists held on val valentine's day yeah mm. see, all that franklin said mm. it's clear that's what we are talking about mm. amin anta has been part of the system mm. the man has been part of the people who have broken the record mm. but, but he wears a different hat now, now he not the, and the, the same system the is there mm. all these task waivers and all this is talking about he's the one who comes to parliament and present the bills mm. you understand this is the situation you find themselves. There is not going to sing any song different from the chorus that people have sung. No, like Barbara is doing, try, trying country. to state that he has, a, he has his own vision. In respect to don't, the finance ministry. Don't even go to Barbara. In, 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 respe in, in respect of the as for finance him, ministry. As for him, he could also have his all own the vision. things he said are just con things to say in order <laughs> to win votes. Practically, he has been the one who has put us in the, in the sort of pit we are in. Not even an adult. Very well. He's the one who has put us in that pit. <laughs> very, very well. Now, so now, let, now, let, 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 let me know open a Panorama. Now, now, now Balmia is your target. Let me know open, let me know open that Panorama. I want to take a break and we want to do sports. All right, so so we'll take a short break. When we come back, <laughs> we will do Save Ghana Football demo and what options exist for Ghana Football. Jerome Autry, sports journalist, joins the panel. Uh, don't go away. You're welcome back to the big issue on 97.3 CTFM and on CTTV and our socials as well. Uh, my name is Selom Adoni. My guest for this segment of the program uh, remain uh, Nina Nete, former MP Ablik Kuma Central, uh, Neil Lante Vanderpoel, former sports minister, uh, member of parliament for Odeo Franklin Kujo, president of Imani Africa, and then Jerome Otri, who is a sports journalist. We are looking at uh, Ghana football this week on Val's Day. A number of sports journalists and football enthusiasts, including some old people and some musicians, um, hit the street to demonstrate against uh, what they term the poor state of Ghana football. They think that Ghana football is going nowhere, and in recent times, uh, it, 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 it's come to a head, where Ghana, of all countries, is unable to qualify out of the group, state, group stages at AFCON, and the fact that uh, we, we have, we've often lost to teams which were never on the radar a couple of years ago what does it mean that they those countries are doing better in terms of the development of their game in their country we are not doing it or what we want to look at that um the the the, the demonstrating team presented a petition 
uh, to various bodies, including the, the office of the Speaker of Parliament. And they made a number of uh, points, uh, for example, developing a national football policy, instituting a commission of inquiry, um, accountability, dissolution of, a of the search committee's report on the appointment of a Black Stars coach, new Black Stars coach, player development, all of that. We'll, we'll, deal, with, we'll deal with all of that and see where really the problem is. Is a problem the GFA? Is it a problem? Is a problem the Ministry of Sports? Or is a problem the government of Ghana or the state of Ghana? The state, what is the state of infrastructure for our sports? We've seen what Morocco is doing. We've seen what even Senegal is doing. And indeed, the results are there for everybody to see. So when you see Morocco doing well today, it's not because they just woke up one day and saw it. There was a deliberate plan started some 10, 15 years ago that has brought them where we are presently. What has been Ghana's own uh, 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 contribution to its own game? Um, do we only wait to go and import uh, persons born abroad by Ghanaian parents who play football in those areas to come and play our game when our local league is in Tartus? What really is the issue? All right, so in the wake of Ghana's second successive group exit, group stage exit from the Africa Cup of Nations, a section of football supporters formally expressed their displeasure over the woeful state of the sport in the country. Fronted by sports journalists, the hashtag Save Ghana Football demonstration witnessed a huge gathering that strode uh, through intense heat to go beyond just talking, but literally walking the talk. Awareness of the Save Ghana Football demonstration and Ghana Football sympathizers commenced the highly anticipated protest at the Obra Sport and walked through part of Accra before converging at the Independence Square. En route to the square, protesters were prevented from moving to the premises of the Ministry of Youth and Sports, sparking heated discussions between members of the protest and the Ghana Police Service. Speaking to the gathering, a convener of the demonstration, Sadiq Adams listed items they won't change to save Ghana football. Number one on our petition, we want the president of Ghana and the parliament to institute an investigation into the World Cup 2022 $100,000 appearances and kickbacks and the budget that was sent. We know a lot of infractions in there. Afghan 2023. We want the budget and the World Cup to be investigated. Those who took $100,000 must return the money into the purpose of football. We want the World Cup and the Afghan to be investigated. Number two, we want accountability. We want accountability. The Ghana FA is holding the national team on behalf of us. When they get sponsorship, they must make sure not only 127 people, every Ghanaian should know what they get. Every Ghanaian should know what they get with our national team. And here, we provide that for we want accountability of our World Cup and Afghan project. Number three, Abai, we want you to dissolve the all the management committee. We want the government to be sure. They want the interest of Ghana football. We want Omunia part of football. You can't bring your friends to come and take hundred thousand.
All right, so that's um, except from the demonstration that occurred a couple of days ago on Vals Day about the future of Ghana football, or the state of Ghana football, and, and what the future of it should look like. Uh, Neil Antivana, former sports minister, he knows the ropes. Uh, Ebenezer Nina, Nete, lover of sports and football <laughs> and he's also leading a demonstration <laughs> against the leadership of the hearts of folk <laughs> and franklin could you uh, as well lover of sports and everything myself so jerome uh, you 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 are in the mix tell us what you and your friends or your friends decided to do when they uh, convened this demonstration what went into the process really okay so anyone who has been following Ghana sports, or more specifically football, would see that there's been a trend mm. over the last, let's say, 10 years, where the senior national team goes for a competition mm. and money becomes an issue. Money becomes an issue not because the players want money, mm. but more because the leadership of the team has what I would call misplaced priorities. Mm. So instead of having a team that is focused and concentrated on why they went to the tournament, which is playing the game, we end up coming home talking about money issues. And I said 10 years because I want to place it in the mm. proper context. Daily graphic of, uh, I think, June 27th, mm. 2014, had a banner headline. Money ruined us, mm. and they were quoting Kosinian Techi, the former FA president, mm. as saying that when we went to Brazil, although we were there to play football mm -hmm. and the global football fiesta, we ended up, I mean, talking about money, mm. and money eventually derailed everything we wanted to do. When we came back, the government then set up a commission to look into what happened. And without any disrespect to the commission, I felt that it wasn't going to end anywhere. Not because the commission was going to do a poor job, but because, you see, after issuing the report, after government white paper comes on the report, it is going to be left with, it is going to be left with implementation. Mm. And I saw that we, we have been a people who talk so much about what needs to be done, but when it gets to the point of doing what has to be done, everybody takes a back step, or all of us <laughs> redraw from what we know to be right. And that is what has continued to this point. If you take that commission report, mm. there was one point, and I'm going to show you how I feel whatever is happening is a, a complicity between the Ghana Football Association and the government of the land, whether it is the former government or the present government. Mm. But, I mean, to be very fair, we have a government in place now, and we have to talk or speak to them. If you take that commission report, there was a clear-cut point about the constitution of the Black Stars Management Committee mm. and its membership. It gave a quota, or let's say, the number of people who can be on that committee. Mm. And from all my readings, it didn't have to go beyond five. Mm. 
When the current football administration came into office, they had six, seven people on the, on the Black Stars Management Committee. That was a first step to disregarding whatever the commission did. Mm. And I'm saying that if such little things, and I'll say it's little because this is a composition of a committee. It's not anything that it, it's, it's so, it, it's not record science. Mm -hmm. So I was expecting that if you cannot implement anything in the commission's report, the composition of a committee shouldn't be difficult, but they disregarded it. Mm. And that for me was the beginning of how things were going to unfold in terms of uh, I mean, the kind of mismanagement we have seen when it comes to the Black Stars. And I was expecting that if the FA would disregard the commission's work, mm. not the sports ministry, mm. because as ministry, you are more or less the representative of the people. You, you, you are the government, and you are there for the people. The FA is, let me say, a football association, a group of people doing their own thing. But when we have the state representing the, the interest of the people, mm. they must always put the people first. But the ministry said nothing. The ministry did not see anything wrong with a flagrant abuse of the commission's work. Mm. So that was passed. Now we, want, we, we went to AFCON 2021. And you check what happened. If we have a sports ministry that is really in charge of sports development, you will not have the situation where we go to a pre-tournament campaign mm -hmm. and you have the ministry citing a reason different from the FA's reason as to why we went to Qatar. Mm. I'm building the point from that mm -hmm. angle. We went to Qatar in the wisdom of the ministry because we had to acclimatize. And now note this. We went to Qatar in December 2021. At that time, we were not qualified for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. there, was, there, were, there were still two games to be played. And those games were crucial games. Ghana, Nigeria, and Kumasi. Ghana, Nigeria, and Abuja. Yeah. If the ministry says we went to Qatar to acclimatize, for the World Cup, mm. how do you acclimatize for, for a something you're not qualified? Not qualified? Two crucial games left. For me, that was abnormal. Mm. Number two, the FA disagreed with the ministry as to why we went to Qatar. Mm. And I'm saying that the Football Association, the Sports <laughs> Ministry must always be in sync. I know there's always going to be disagreement, but leadership of the Sports Ministry, leadership of our football, must find a common ground to project Ghana football. And on that level, that is not what they did. We went to Qatar, proceeded to Cameroon. At the end of the tournament in Cameroon in 2022, even though it was AFCON 2021, we couldn't win a game. And that was the first time since independence Ghana had gone to AFCON mm. without winning a game. Yeah. Now, if you check the expenditure of the team, in terms of appearance fees, over eight hundred thousand dollars were paid for appearance fee. Yes, for twenty-six, twenty-seven players and fourteen officials. Mm. I am saying that it's a bogus reward system we have in place, such that a team that goes to a competition, not won a game, still has thousands of dollars to share amongst themselves. I mean, I think on this table, I'm 
Amawa, the youngest. Mm. And especially when you have a sports minister sitting here, a former sports minister sitting here, he will understand the operations of the game better than I do. I have not seen anywhere in my young life of following football where a team goes to a competition. They don't win a game. Mm. They actually perform worse than the country has done in any football competition. Yet, close to a million dollars is confidently shared. Mm. You fast forward to post-tournament discussions. The Parliamentary Select Committee on Sports and Culture set up a committee. And I have, I have their reports here. Mm. I've been going through their reports. And you look at some of the things that came up at the probe. You look at some of the things that some of the players said, including the captain of the team. And you put everything together. You get the feeling that from AFCON 2021 going to the next AFCON, Ghana will have a better uh, management of affairs. So let us wait and see. We go into AFCON 2023, and if it is not worse, it is only a repetition of almost everything we did that ensured our failure at the previous AFCON. Oh. And I'm saying that if you put all the issues together, there's no way you can absolve the government from blame. Neither can you absolve the Football Association from blame, nor the Management Committee of the Black Stars. Mm -hmm. Although the, the, the composition of the Management Committee of the Black Stars changed. And I cannot come to any conclusion than complicity. Mm -hmm. and complicity between the FA and the state. And the government. <clears throat> and see, it is willful. Mm -hmm. It is deliberate in the sense that Everything that went on in 2021, mm. we knew it. The minister in, 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 in that report actually assured the committee that all the things that happened that we agree were bad are going to be corrected. Now, those things were not corrected. I'll give you an example. So, if it's about planning, the committee report says that the advanced party that was sent to Cameroon to look at what happened, I mean, to look at the team's camping, where they would sleep, where they would train, and all those things, came back with a report. When they went, there were problems with, the players complained that some of the places they slept were not good. And I'm saying that, how does an advanced party goes to do their checks, comes back with a report, the team eventually goes and still has problems? Mm. It means somebody didn't do his job well. If you bring it to AFCON 2023, we were told that we were going to camp in South Africa. Now, check. At that time in South Africa, temperatures mm -hmm. were cold. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was around 15 degrees thereabouts. Namibia, mm -hmm. who are in the same region with South Africa, saw wisdom in traveling to Ghana, mm -hmm. camped somewhere because around Because they're playing in Cote Thank you. They, they were training at Lagos. Mm -hmm. We felt that there was sense in going to South Africa. When countries around that region mm -hmm. were rather coming to our country. I'm saying that in terms, of, in terms of planning, I cannot accept that the FA and the ministry did their job well. Mm -hmm. You would say, oh, but this is the FA. Of course it is the FA. But somebody endorses that. If it's the budget, it is going to go to the ministry. And the ministry will endorse it. Somebody should know that if Namibia is coming to Accra, why do you leave Accra for Johannesburg? Even if Namibia was not even coming to Accra, West Africa, you can't be playing a tournament next door. I mean, same climatic conditions, sometimes the same language, because there's a spillover. Thank you.
and so, now you go somewhere else to 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 camp when you could have even camped in your own country because so, the conditions are the same so yes and 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 i'm saying that it is because we have decided to do things that way mm. it is not because the people doing the job don't know that that decision it's wrong in itself let's 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 look at the the, the money issues and see whether we like it or not or let me say let me be more modest and say that from where i sit the problems of the black stars has got to do with how it is being managed it is not the players it is not the coaching it is not in you can look at those issues and i've listened to honorable a couple of times where for instance he he was he was so mad at the way chris hilton did his job mm. at the afcon those are specific issues we can talk to but when you have fundamental issues of management how the senior national team has been run over the course i have told you even if you bring the best of coaches to handle this thing they will fail mm. they will fail in the sense that we presented a budget of around 8.5 million dollars or so mm. for this afcon ordinarily i wouldn't have had problems with these things but when there has been a consistent build-up of issues of how we have monetized the team and at the same time the best the team has given us is embarrassment mm. humiliation of the national flag you cannot continue to justify such a expenditure on the team and that is why my friends or my brothers demonstrated see i have been looking at the black stars budget for the world cup mm. the last world cup and i've been looking at some of the figures in there mm. The last time I raised this issue, this issue, somebody at the FA told me, have I seen the actuals? Mm -hmm. I was so respectful to him that I, I told him, if I publish the actuals, you chase me. Mm -hmm. But see, if you put together how much the head of delegation, the general secretary, the administrator, the public assistant to the coach, the national team's department, and the pass holder were going to take, they are around ninety thousand mm. dollars because black stars is going to the World Cup. we must give ninety thousand dollars to these people for no work when you come to our national football league the champion after 34 games or probably more than 30 games takes home maximum of thirty thousand mm. dollars and i'm saying that if you are doing proper football development when world cup money comes and it is nine million. FIFA has given you nine million because you have qualified for the World Cup. You don't do a money sharing expedition. That supervises national disgrace. Mm. And they are still giving $500,000. Mm. And one of them comes out to say, look, this is too much. I cannot take it. I don't want my name to be soiled in this football mess. So take your money. Some others take it and are still able to justify why they must take that money. Mm. But all these things come at the expense of the team's non-performance. Mm. Like we saw in Ivory Coast. Each of the Black Stars players were given $20,000 for what they did. Mm. And I'm saying that if you want to develop football in this country, let's take the issue of infrastructure. If AFCON 2021, we shared over $800,000 to players, even though they couldn't win a game, mm. 
27 players and 14 officials. No game was won. They took almost a million dollars. And the FA president comes to tell me that FIFA forward project gave him uh, $740,000. And that has been able to construct a pitch at Bogatanga. And he's clapping. He's asking the media to praise them for a good job done. FIFA accountability checks, quality assurance checks, all of that have seen that this was a good job done for $740,000. Yet when we have our taxes, we pay $1 million or so to players, even though they did nothing at the competition. But if you go to Bolga, you are happy that FIFA money, less than what you spend on yourself, is able to give you something that Bolga has never had. So is it your claim that, is it your, your, your case that because we don't do well or we did abysmally in that tournament, we shouldn't have been paid at all or the amount of money they were paid was too much? I have a problem with the quantum. Mm. I know when officials travel, they are to be given per diem. They will eat, they will sleep, there will be laundry, there will be mm. transport, air tickets. And in fact, I have said that if I run the Black Stars, I'll put the players on first class. Mm. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I do not find anything wrong with that. But whatever is given them should be looked at in such a way that if you are reporting to anybody, if the ordinary Ghanaian sits by TV or radio and looks at what is happening, he will feel that, oh, they didn't do well, but this is okay for them. Mm. In 2010, all of us were happy the Black Stars lifted the national flag. In fact, on the continent, everyone was happy. I don't remember people questioning how much they were giving. Same as 2006, I have no idea who raised a finger against how much they were giving. Probably was not an issue. Today, it is an issue, and it's been so from 2014 to till date because the team consistently underperforms. Mm. And we have to be very careful how we are monetizing the team mm. at the expense of performance. They are not even performing. Mm. If you put all those issues aside, is the ministry interested in football development or sports development? Mm. Such that we have other sporting disciplines who cannot even boast of $100,000 when they go to their competitions. Mm. But when it comes to Black Stars, we can raise $3 million within weeks and give it to the team. Boxers, cyclists, swimmers, even the other football teams, female national teams, as we speak, the Black Queens are old. The coaches are old. The players are old. If you take Black princesses, we don't even know their bonus structure. We don't even know how much they'll be given, even though they'll be going to their World Cup. I am saying that if it is not government complicity with the FA, what is it? Because mm. the money doesn't come from the FA. Mm. Let, let me talk to somebody who is in government, uh, who, is, who has run the sports ministry before. So, so Nilante, these problems didn't start today. I'm sure you, you had your fair share of those problems when you were there. What, what is the cause? What is the cause of the problem? Why, why are we here? You know, as it is that the FA has become so powerful, nobody can bring them to order. So, for example, you draw a budget for the Black Stars, and you don't want anybody to see the budget. You said you tell us the budget after the after the after the competition. Having such disrespect to everybody, I'm not sure what Parliament is able to do about that. Whether Parliament knows about it, but you draw a budget. The money is not yours. The money is for us. You won't tell us how much it is because you say we will talk, and that will discourage the players. The, even without the talking, they go and disgrace us. You, you know, I, I don't get what it is. So he's saying that there's complicity between government and government in general 
and the FA because he thinks that without that complicity, this thing shouldn't be happening because somebody must call somebody to order. If they bring budget to sports minister, sports minister says make the budget public or he makes the budget public subject to discussion or debate before it is approved, all of that. You know, at least there's some transparency. So you have been there. What is the problem? Why was the problem? Well, Salam, so, so thank you very much. Let me say that um, I want to thank Jerome for his perfect analysis of the situation. Um, thank you. It's, it's not different from what I've said in the past up to today. Let me, so you know, right from the beginning when discussing the issue of reshuffle, I said that when President Mama called me, and wanted me to go to the Ministry of Youth and Sports. I don't know. I'm surprised Jerome is still remembering that graphic. He showed me the front page of the graphic. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, he showed me. I have it there. And he told me, he spoke in Hausa with me. Nasen Kamaka Yaka, Yeah, I do. He said, Nasen I know you can do something. I want you to go and do something about it. One of the first things I did when I went to the ministry, I've been in the ministry before. I've worked with ETMS and I've worked with this. So I know. Our football is running the country. I've been in management before. And I've always questioned the fact that I've been a footballer. I've been in club management. I've been in national team management. I ask myself, if the club were to be mine, is that the way I would want it managed? Mm. That's the first question I wanted to ask myself. So I did. So I called my chief director. I called my director of finance. I said, look, what can we do about this issue? I went through it and I saw that the budget was not a budget at all. Mm. The budget was, as he said, was to satisfy the, the capricious aggrandizement of few people. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm. But not really for the football. Because close to half of the budget was going into people's pockets mm. to satisfy people. So we did analysis of the budget and we saw that we could cut down the expenditure on a blaster match. Mm. At that time, it was a match. From now. water, health, education to take care of. You understand? It is not on sports. Mm. At that time, the total budget of the Ministry of Youth and Sports is was just about 32 million. Dollars or cities? Cities. cities. And, and we're spending close to three times the budget on only the blasters. Mm. So in actual fact, right from one, the, the, all other disciplines are neglected. So what was happening was that the ministers always will fall on the office of the president for support to take care of the other disciplines. Mm. That was what they were doing all the time. That's why almost always the ministry was in arrears of what is due or what was due, the yes. black queens and the other teams apart from the black stars. You dare not uh, you know, the owe the black stars mm. at that time. Lucky enough for me, under President Mills, we had the opportunity of going to FIFA headquarters. And we're told that the government has every right to interrogate, mm. you understand, and look into and ask for accountability on monies that are expended by government, the taxpayers' money, on the blasters. Mm. What the government cannot do was the issue of monies that, is, that are sent 
from FIFA. Mm. FIFA has their own way of accountability as far as those things are concerned. So I had a, I had a tool. So based upon that, I decided that, look, I will take care of the ones I am supposed to take care of. Mm. So I did. And then you knew about the problem I had with the Black Stars. They bringing me a blank sheet and say that I should do the budget myself if I don't want to. You know? <laughs> you know? And, and that was the beginning of my problem with Nyantichi. You know, I did not have any problem with him. We were friends before. But I thought that, I called them, I thought that we should sit down and look at this issue. The issue of med, I, this budget, how much is, was voted for med, med, medicals? If you could show me. Yeah, I will. I will yeah. If you could show me medicals. You let's go. I'll, 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 I'll look for it. One blast star match, and I saw $10,000. For medicals? So, for medicals. So I called the medical officer, and I asked him, that, ah, how come you spend this amount of money on medicals? For he said, me. I always bring my drugs and everything from 37. I've never taken any money before. You understand? I said, really? Say yes. And most of the time, when any player gets a serious injury, because they are from outside, their teams will request that they are sent back. So normally what you do, that you take him from the stadium to maybe 37. Okay. So, so they do... So medicals uh, for, for World Cup 2022 was $30,000. Mm. But even that, it's at a certain stage. Mm -hmm. When you go on, you see for therapist, mm -hmm. you see mazwa, you see dietitian, you see, I, I, I cannot even understand the breakdown. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in all tournaments, <laughs> the tournament organizers have a whole medical team yeah. in charge of this. So any serious injury we take care of at the tournament. So I, I, I felt that that was, then there was 100,000 miscellaneous. Mm. There was hundred thousand ways and means, mm. hundred thousand. So <laughs> when you see that, you look at all this. So that look, um, these things were not right. So I tried together. I went to my president. I discussed with him, and we did what we have to do. And then we cut down to for uh, apart from the dollar component. There's also a very serious city component. Mm. Yeah. So if you put the dollar and the city component together, you are talking about almost one point two million dollars. Mm. On one blaster match. Hmm. So I decided that look, I need, since we've all agreed that money was our problem in Brazil in 2014, and then the white paper has indicated what we should do. In fact, one of the issues that white paper indicated was as far as that the state should no more spend money on supporters. On supporters. Yes, but we've been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, like you say, like Jerome is saying, the white paper, the basic things that the white paper talk about, which will heal some of the problems we are having, have been neglected over the period. Mm. In 2016, if you, uh, you remember, we, we qualified very well mm. for the World Cup. We had even qualified for the Cup of Nations before we played our last match. So, for example, we had a last match with Uganda yeah. here. So I decided that, look, to save money. At that time, the Paralympic game, team was going to qualify for Olympic Games. They are the last uh, uh, this thing to go. The beach volley team also were going to play uh, Burkina Faso mm. to qualify for the All-Africa Games. We had Yampofo. And Christ okay. team, Beach uh, team. They were also going to Côte d'Ivoire. We had uh, the volleyball team itself also going to Niger. Mm. All these were owing the black princess, owing the black maidens. And so all the, I look at all this and say, look, why should we go ahead and spend so much money on a blaster match that 
ordinarily we should win. Mm. Because we're going to play Uganda, who at that time were having close to 90% of their, of their national team players coming from their local league. And if we assume at that time that our local league was better than Uganda, Uganda. So I said, look, let's save the money and take care of the other disciplines so that uh, uh, we can use local players. You remember what happened? Yeah. The GFA set up, tried to uh, create a wedge between me and the Black Star players. I said, look, your minister doesn't want you to play the national team again. So, and then they asked the players to buy their own ticket. With the vice president there, Afriye, in my office, and we look at it. I asked the coach whether he could still do with look up. He said, yes, he could manage. After all, we've already qualified. You know, we needed just a draw. And so the coach, we agreed everything. Well, later when they left, the rest of the GFA decided that. So they called the players, and the players bought their ticket and came down for that match. With all these players, we drew. <laughs> and then after the draw, I was sent a letter asking to pay the bonuses for the players. I refused. I refused because I made it clear to them that we are not going to pay the tickets and we are not going to pay any bonus. Mm. Will you believe that after my exit during the time of Esiama, all those monies were paid? Oh, yes, all those monies were paid. I look at the budget before AFCON 20, uh, AFCON 2017. I did the budget. The budget which was brought to me at that time was five point something million dollars. I went through and everything together with my staff who we went to the presidency, we discussed with chief of staff and all that. And we brought the budget down to 2.7. Mm. 2017, uh, 2017 AFCON, expenditure was $3.5 million. Mm. 3.5. So, like Jerome saying, there must be that conscious effort by the ministry, by extension the government, because for any of these expenditures, you get clearance for the chief of staff office. Mm. You get clearance. In fact, the minister will write a cover note on the budget that has been presented to the office of the president, and that will be minuted and approved before the expenditure will be done. Mm. So, like Jerome is saying, the complicity, you cannot only hold the management of the FA liable. The state mm. is also liable. Because we not had ministers who had the, that, that strength to say that this is not right, yeah. and as such, we're going to stop. I see. You, you remember the issue of bonus, for example? When I came in, I said, why should blast our players playing for the nation? The nation actually adding value to them mm -hmm. by offering them that platform, dictating to us how much we must pay them. Like you know, I said, I felt that, that if we can have a clear-cut allowance policy yeah. for all the national teams, so that even if I'm a boxer, I know that if I get into the ring tomorrow to fight for Ghana, this is how much I'm entitled, this how much I'm entitled to. And that is what South Africans have done. The Kenyans have done. You know, today, Europe, all the national teams, talking about equity, this is a structure. So if the men are getting this, the women must also get it. You know, remember, it also happened with the U.S. national team. You know, so... We need to have a clear-cut policy and say, look, this is how much we're going to spend on sports. And this is how much we're going to be as incentive or motivational package for every sportsman in every sporting discipline. So that that athlete will be inspired by the fact that 
if I do well at the championship, this. And I also think that to resolve this problem, we might not just get up and start and say that appearance fee, blaster play appearance fee, this. Yeah. You understand? If you're going to pay appearance fee for a blaster, then you must as well pay appearance fee for an athlete, yeah. for a boxer, for a hockey player, everybody. Because what makes a blaster player different from the national hockey team player? Oh, is it not the case that they bring in more money in terms of corporate Ghana? It is not true. So once they bring in more corporate Ghana money, it, it is not benefit more. It is not true. You see, the issue is that if you give the other discipline, as we're talking today, soccer doesn't give the U.S. more money. Mm -hmm. You understand? Soccer, soccer doesn't give even U, UK mm. more money. The Premier League has its own administration. Mm. But when you come to a national team, no. Mm. The national team even makes more money through cricket mm -hmm. than soccer. Mm. You understand? The national. And the British government invests in the national team. Mm -hmm. Recently, the, the, the FA were called to uh, parliament. They were even told to look at the issue of discrimination, the issue of marginalization, else government will cut the budget for the promotion of football. Mm. You understand? Jerome says something. I wish the monies that come to us is supposed to be development fund. How much of that money goes into the National League, mm. which is the basic development level fund? How much goes into coast football? All these structures that we had in the past that were development centers for our game are collapsed. Mm. Today, people who are involved in second division, third division, and the rest are doing so from their own philanthropic uh, uh, gestures. And not because there's a conscious national effort to develop that sector or mm. that levels of our game. Meanwhile, if you go to UK, it is incumbent upon every professional club to develop the game from the basic level. Mm -hmm. That's why you can get up and have Kobe Menu yeah. going to Manchester at the age of eight. Saka going to Arsenal at the age of seven. You understand? Rangis going to Manchester at the age of six. Okay, the age of eight. And all there is that. a deliberate effort. Right now, UK has built St. George's. Mm -hmm. And St. George's is there developing personal human resource. So that people like Jerome in sports administration, in sports market, are going there to learn. There are people who are there every day looking at the development of the game. Develop, they, they thinking they put money into it. We can't sit here and think that the GFA has the capacity, the knowledge, the herewithal, to be able to change and transform our so, game. So talk to me about the GFA's role, because there's this thing we hear that GFA, like you can't touch GFA, you can't touch the, 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 the football. If you touch it, FIFA will sanction you and all of that. And because of that, it's like GFA is untouchable. They do as they please. And once we've left them to do as they please, they go and they bring the national disgrace. And then we are all hurt and we are all fighting and now we are all demonstrating and, you know, all of that. To what extent can government deal or the state deal with the GFA to ensure that they do the right thing? And who owns the Black Stars? Is it the GFA or it is the government <laughs> oh, or the people? Who owns you, it? you should ask them. Yes, <laughs> because it, it appears the Black Stars you is know, the property of the GFA. And it doesn't make to, sense. When we went to FIFA, we were told one thing. The FIFA, the FIFA boss said, look, we are conscious of the fact that in Africa, mm -hmm. without government support, football will survive. Football will survive. Yeah. The only thing we don't want African governments to do is direct interference in the management of the game. Mm. You understand? And not the development of the game. 
Because by all standards, without government support, the game cannot be developed. Because, like John said, all these pitches are dead. Mm -hmm. Who are going to build we, those We don't pitches? even have a proper stadium as a country, as we sit As we sit today. And that's so embarrassing. We don't have a stadium. The GFA stadium. cannot build a stadium. It's the government that can build a yeah, so stadium. So haven't we given so, the GFA too much power? No, it, I think it was ignorance in the past. Mm. That thinking that the GFA is untouchable and as such, we shouldn't know. But I think that that myth was broken after President Mills made the, Met the, the, the FIFA president. And, and it became clear. So I was thinking that subsequently, SMA will have followed mm. with the sort of steps I had taken to one, reduce budget, reduce expenditure. That, you know, also keeping the GFA in check as far as doing things their own way was concerned. But as soon as the transition happened and people thought that, oh, Nilante was the problem, mm. and somebody came in and became too friendly with the GFA, we went back to Ground Zero. You understand? So you need someone at the ministry who, for all intents and purposes, will, be will have a national direc direction that this is what I want to do, and I'm doing this in the interest of the development of the game. Very Simple. Well, very well. I, 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 yeah. I just want to show you something. Okay. Why I think that government or our governments have not helped us. Mm. This is the former sports minister, Isaac Asiyama, in after the World Cup in 2010. He says, and, and it's, it's been... It's a report. He was in parliament as a yeah. sport, the youth yeah. and sports guide. It's, it's a quote from the Daily Guide. Mm. And the report says, the minority led by the ranking member of on youth and sports, Isaac Asiyama, in an interview with Daily Guide, questioned the expenditure asking government to disclose to Ghanaians the recipients of the disbursed money. Mm. You know, lump sum figures were given as technical team, $120,000, players, this. So he was asking for specifics and a breakdown. Honorable Esiama, who is also MP for Echiman Pumia, said the Mills administration could not throw such without complaining against or about when he was outside of government. When he came into government, he did not do what, what he was doing when he was in the Or could it be that there's a, there's a difficulty with doing that? That's why he what, complained what about it. What is the difficulty? But he couldn't see, do it. See, earlier on the floor, the MPs could not interrogate the youth and sports minister for her to give a detailed account of the expenditure because the speaker had ruled that the stipulated time for an hour for questions mm. had elapsed. Mm. I'm saying that. Mm. It's our money. Mm. It's, except someone is saying the people don't matter. Mm. It's, it's the people's taxes. Mm. So if you are you are paying specific amounts of money for black stars, mm. and the people ask, you 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 have to be candid enough to, to speak to, to be transparent yeah. to, to the matters. I mean, we don't lose anything. Uh, yes, I take a short break. When I return, we will now speak to uh, Ebenezer uh, Nina Nete who is a sports enthusiast, but not a sports expert. <laughs> and Franklin Kujo, who is a policy guy, but not a sports expert. Their views are important because we need to know what the people are outside of the sports circles think. There's been the call for the development of a national policy, football policy. I'll ask Franklin how important that is and if that can change anything at all and, and a few other things. This is the big issue. Don't go away. Yeah, welcome back to the big issue. We are looking at the matter of uh, football, how to 
bring back the love for the game, uh, how to save Ghana football. And we've had Jerome, our chief sports journalist, enthusiast, dealing, I mean, taking us through a lot of the problems. Former sports minister Neil Antivanapo has been also telling us from the view of government or, or sports ministry how things happen. Um, I will speak to uh, uh, Beniza Nina not, uh, Nati, uh, former legislator and a, a football lover as well, what he makes of all that he has heard from the people and what in his view as an ordinary lover of sports and football, how the problem can be solved. So, Honorable, I mean, we've heard from the experts on, on, on the matters. What do you think is a problem and how do we resolve it, at least from the outside? Um, if I listen to Jerome and uh, Onambo Delante, um, I've had a total change of mind mm. when it comes to our football in this country. Mm. To be honest and sincere with you, I personally think that we don't have any football um, association in, in the country, mm. personally. I, for me, I think that we have uh, just a money-making um, um, organization in the name of sports. Yeah. To be honest and sincere with you, I also think that the name of GFA needs to be changed. It shouldn't be Ghana, Ghana Football Association. So the focus and the mentality is all about football. Mm -hmm. But what about other disciplines? Mm -hmm. this, those who sit in the wheelchairs, mm -hmm. I think about two years ago, they yeah. came to my house mm -hmm. begging for funds. Yeah. And wow. when you look at their budgets, mm -hmm. to, for them to take into that tournament, to be honest and sincere with you, it's small. Very small. And I was like, mm -hmm. ah, you need this amount of money, and you are going around begging individuals to support you. Meanwhile, there's a budget for the Ministry of Youth and Sports. Mm. There's a budget that goes to the uh, GFE. Sports Council is there. And all these associations cannot help you to raise this amount of money. Honestly, from, I think, the first time we went to uh, the World Cup, uh, 2006. Then the second World Cup. We have never had any good performance for our former Black Star. Yeah. We have never had any good performance. All what the only go and come with is squandering of money. Mm -hmm. To be honest and sincere with you, currently as we are speaking, look at our infrastructures that we have in this country. Mm -hmm. We don't have a proper stadium now. Look, look at, at Kumasi. We don't have look at Accra. Look at Cape Coast. We don't have... If you cannot compare... Yes, I would say that my government have done well when it comes to uh, astrotech in various constituencies. Mm -hmm. We are talking about international stadium yeah. whereby we can play, host a football and a tournament. But not me... Nilante 11 versus AB 11 mm. at maybe Loso Park. Mm. That's why the recreational pitches we have built. So we have built recreational pitches. Mm. But our stadiums that we have cannot be functioning no. for football. No. Now only do entertainment. Mm. Either for uh, um, musical concerts or politicians to go and organize rallies. Mm. That's what it's meant for. Mm. So how would people even get or exhibit their talents that has been given to them? So they, they need to raise money. The, from the stadium, so night May, mm. night May, the stadium disaster. Mm -hmm. I was discharged from the hospital a day before. Whoa! In the in the evening, I just came out to sit. I live at Abusuka. Mm. So I just came out to 
just be receiving fresh air. Mm. Then I said, well, let me walk to the street. When I got to the gas cinema, come and see. Stay down, stay down, stay down, stay down, stay down. And I jump into the car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when we go to circle, right after STC, the next the, the bus stop where they have bought this market. Mm. Three guys came to join the car. They are, their dress is full of blood. Ooh. They had an accident at, um, how do you call it, in Sawam. Mm. That did not even stop them. They, were they, still, 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 still. they still came to the studio. <laughs> wow. So it tells you how people love, love football. People. Yeah. But today, what do we see? Hmm. Me sitting here as an actor, as a full supporter, I can't even mention four Please. of our players in our class of <laughs> How many players can you even mention for the Black Star mm. and the other teams? Anytime there's Olympics and Akara Sofog match in Akara uh, State Stadium, the place is full. Today, let's open the gates. People don't mm. even go. Mm. Because the interest of football is no more there. Yeah. But the focus now has been shifted to how do we make money? Just as Jerome is saying, let's check. That the money that was voted for the AFCOM mm. and they went just Ivy Coast, a walking distance yeah. from Ghana. Mm -hmm. Because when they get to Su uh, Suma, mm. Sampa Suma, you mm. cross the border, you enter Ivy Coast. Mm. With the brass tag, even can you use VIP to go to Ivy Coast? Mm -hmm. Look at the, how, how, the money that we spent. And, and we understand CAF gave us $700,000. Yeah. For preparation. Before, exactly. $700,000. Somebody comes to your country and have a training in your country. And you decided that, oh, for me to make money, go to not thinking about the team performance, let's go to a different place where we can make money out of it. Hmm. That's why I'm saying that, yes, the name of GFA should be changed. <laughs> because the focus now is not about our football any longer. Hmm. Look, I had a serious issue with somebody in my constituency. He's an NDC person. Hmm. Very serious issue. But... The World Cup settled the two of us. Mm. Because we, I think one of our matches, after that we were jubilating, mm. as soon as I came home from the house, then he greeted me. Oh, Eben, how did you see the match? Somebody I don't talk to. Today, he's my best friend. <laughs> so you see what football, football can, do, yeah. can do. Unfortunately for us in this country, it is not the way we are expected. Mm. Because all the focus now is about money. Mm. And you see, after uh, after Brazil, mm. the issue that came out of, of Brazil, there's a commission, a lot of money was spent for them to do investigation mm. and come out with a white paper. A decision was taken. Did we implement those decisions? Mm. That's a problem. And you see, I, I think with the session of Nilante, all, almost all the ministers who have been at that ministry mm. have had issues. Mm. Almost all of them. Kofi, uh, 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 I, I had no, with your issue, your issues <laughs> is not relating to mismanagement. Okay. Okay. Your issue is relating to you making sure that things are done correctly. Okay. And that's what people don't want to understand. I remember when uh, this man, uh, Malamisa, mm -hmm. 2001. 2001. After this ministry, if you are not a mafia, mm. you cannot be at that ministry. Because if you don't koto 
or if you don't dance to their music, they will make sure that they will be fighting with you. And that is the same thing Nilanti was uh, experiencing. We don't, so if we are able to able to dance with their song, if you are able to do play jabs with them, you will be able to succeed at the ministry. Mm. Because I, I simply don't understand that the GFA can come out and be boasting of uh, doing a borehole. Mm. And sometimes I, I listen to some of this ah, borehole. How much is a borehole? That you said you have done a borehole at this place, you have done a borehole at this. I donated 10 or 5. Can you football, imagine this? Football, football. You have football, local football players who for about a year or two they will not be paid. You have a football players that are receiving a little over 500 Ghana cities a month. A month. <laughs> so the question that you ask yourself, uh, is the focus of GFA only on the black star? <laughs> One of the last time that a 17, and a 20, and a 21, and all these teams qualified. <laughs> For so many years now, we don't even because in the, hear in the, of in them. The, in, the, in the early and mid-90s, the under 17 especially, I'm telling was, you, was, was the, 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 I mean, it was I mean, the toast of the world. They were the first even to even win Ghana, yeah. um, how do you call it? World Cup. World Cup. So we had 91, we had 95. And we have players at that. Uh, you see, I believe that the Ministry of Youth and Sports and the Ministry of Education mm. need to sit down and come out with a plan. Mm. Today, even in our own communities, mm. we don't even have football parks. Yeah. Now all the football parks have been turned to apartments and mm. have been turned to a different thing. And those that we have, um, how do you call it, the actual test. So if the youth in that concern don't have money, how would they go and exhibit their talent? Mm. Because the only football park that is there has not been sold to an investor. An estate developer. And he has built an estate there. <laughs> Somebody has built a factory there. So how can we develop? Mm. Most of these secondary schools, Sometimes somebody would know perform well, mm. but based on the person's performance when it comes to Talent. football or mm. athletics, the person is being ah, I know a lot of people. Even today, in some of most of our football players that we know, they went to some of these schools because of football. Yeah, so Maclesian, you know, and all of those guys. They went there because of football. Uh, uh, Samajan and all of yes. them. They went to school and, and because this guy, what is this? Uh, 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 when this he went to Roman Mataiku, mm. and when it's time for inter schools, I'm at Abosokan, he's at Mataiku, and when so for some of us, as soon as we see the guy, we get so mad because we know that for this guy there, he will score us mm. because he can run. Yeah. The talents are there. He was an athlete too. Yeah. The talents are there, but today, what do we see? Nothing. And a blaster will go for World Cup. We go for African Cup, go and disgrace us. And then when they come, the money that they will spend could have been used to do something better for this country. So, but how can one person get $100,000 in old Ghana cities? That's one billion. 13 billion. 13 billion. One person. Within one week, you are getting 13 billion. <laughs> one week. And the person is just working scot-free <laughs> all because it's a budget it has been approved and therefore you have the, the, the right to spend the money hmm. meanwhile the other disciplines don't even have money 
I had one. As, uh, as, we, as we're talking today, I'm not cutting. As we're talking today, all the teams that are going to compete in the, the All Africa Games are suffering. They're that's not, what they are not getting the money to even trade. That, that, that's the what I'm coming to say. Guys cannot even get their. I had a sports presenter saying that look, most of the teams are now going. Having a, some have, have, have taken a politing back, others have taken a bull, going to people and begging them to raise money for, for a tournament. And there about ten or fifteen people have taken hundred thousand dollars and they are enjoying with their family for black stars, all in the name of black stars. <laughs> Very well. Let, let, let me talk to Franklin. Franklin, I was just telling uh, someone that look. MPP lawyer ladies can even win, can even uh, <laughs> score uh, uh, black star. <laughs> I'm not sure the sports guys are doing. But, 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 but frankly, on that note, the, 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 I mean the, the issues are, are clear. Um, now yeah. the the same Ghana football uh, people want a few things done. We're talking about the fact that there is it doesn't appear there is a policy, a national policy. How do you go about doing this policy so that it doesn't become political? Let's say this government is here, this is our policy, and so this government leaves, we don't, we don't get this. And you think, we, they're also calling for a, a commission of inquiry. We've seen the German Fair Commission report. Nothing really is being done about it, even though the committee did, the commission did a great job. I'm not sure about instituting a commission of inquiry based on what we've seen in the past. Accountability we've spoken about. Um, dissolution of the search committee's report on the appointment of a new Black Stars coach. Tell me how important it will be to fashion a national football policy or even a sports policy. So it brings back the love and improves our game, takes it to where we, we, we want to get to. Well, I was actually enjoying the conversation. Uh, I didn't want it to end. And for once, I thought I was listening to a, a conversation on the national economy. Uh, <laughs> um, because <laughs> that's exactly what we are, right? Uh, I think everything happening to football, and it's rather sad, really, that when you want to turn to a sporting discipline that you can you can probably bury your sorrows and then uh, try to be a bit more happy. Then you are depressed. It's unfortunate. I, I thought that the current football administrators uh, had some new lease of life in terms of administrators, people who have had the stains with business. And in this regard, I think the vice president or so, who someone I know quite well, uh, cut his teeth through the, the world of business. I don't know whether he's being swallowed by the demons around him <laughs> or, or indeed, I really can't tell. But, but I know he's a very competent person. Uh, that's all I know that he can bring to bear on, on Ghana football. As to why everything else is happening to Ghana football, I, I, I frankly cannot understand. But put it to exactly what the country looks like when because they develop. Maybe we need the, the root and stem approach to changing the fundamentals of our football. Just as we want to change the Gogisberg economy to modern economy, we probably need to change a few things. Otherwise, look, I have no answers at all. I have to say that it's, it's not, it's not, we should just study from the habits of highly effective countries. Look at Cote d'Ivoire. Even though, yes, you can say they, 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 they hosted the, 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 the AFCON and they won, right? I mean, there were points where we thought we were out of the game, but they came back, right? They came back, uh, back strong and won. That's the law we want to expect from our football. And I also, I also agree. And we should just not focus on football, but look at the other disciplines. I'll be surprised to hear that there are challenges even in the current All-Africa Games that are supposed to be held. As I understand, they, they need some series of amounts as well. Maybe GFA can loan them. If they're able to magically raise three million in a week to, to pay for the tournament. I don't know. 
Were they eating gourmet meals uh, as part of the three million dollars? I don't understand. I mean, what does the Afghan Afghans? The main price was about seven million dollars, yes. right? And we played for just a week or so, three games, and that's three million. Yes. One million for a game. At the point I had eight million being budgeted, but at the point I also had that look, we can't tell you the budget until mm -hmm. we'll, you just be spending us and money good. Nobody will spend uh, nobody will spend his his or money wisely in that regard, right? But I think we should uh, ask a series of questions, and I, I agree there should be all kinds of groups, but to what to what to what to what effect if it, if it doesn't help in changing the fortunes of our football? I mean, I'll be really really sad that the next have come. We are thrown out at the first round to be really, really sad. Oh. I, as I said, I don't have any competencies in that. <laughs> Except to say that the only thing we also enjoy, they should not destroy it. They shouldn't well. kill it. Very well. Jerome, let me, let me. Yeah. So, the search committee for the appointment of the Black Stars coach, the yeah. committee has finished its work? Uh, or they are still on? They are supposed to. So, so we're giving three weeks or so. Okay. So, um, you guys are calling for. The dissolution of the of the report. We, we don't know what's in the report now, yeah. right? And so, we, which big coaches have expressed interest? Well, according to people around the FA, in fact, the vice president said over 500 coaches have applied. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I, good job. It's I a, don't believe that. Job. But you see, the the issues with the so, black so we should be wrapping up. Yeah, just two minutes. To yeah, the issues with the black stars mm -hmm. for me is not with coaches. Yes, it's with management. management. Yes. yes. And, so it appears that they and, use the coaching to, to, to hide the real yeah, problem. To so mask, yeah. the thing is bad, so sack the coach. And then attention see, sheets. I have only one appeal for the government. Mm. If government should change, the next government should do the same. See, mm. the Black Stars and all national teams belong to the state. To the state. Mm -hmm. They belong to the state. Mm. When it comes to its management, the sports minister, the government of the day, should have interest mm -hmm. and protect the state's interest in any way possible. We shouldn't leave it in the hands of the FA yeah. because so far we have seen they will, they will destroy it. Mm. That's, that's the only appeal I have mm. because, you see, if we leave it in the hands of the FA, they will do it anyhow. Mm. And once you are not able to check, and see, it's not because Anabo is here. Everywhere I've gone to, I have mentioned his name. I think in the last 10 years, the only sports minister who has really demonstrated a commitment to protect the interests of the well, states. Could it be that it's because he understood the game? Because a lot of these guys, but he, he, was been, he, he was in the game. No, that's key. Mm. I mean, he, 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 he ran commentary mm. on the game yeah. for years. For years, yeah. Even before I was born, mm. you know. So he understands what goes into the game, what comes out of mm. it. So he can articulate views on it in a way that a lot of the other ones cannot do. Mm. But, I mean, some of the things are straightforward. Yeah. If you are Come to on, yeah, if you are to come for a tournament and you have two weeks to the tournament and you check the climate of the region the tournament is going to be played, you don't need to be a football person mm -hmm. to know that oh, this area is hot. <laughs> so let us check. You know, I I think that government has vested interest and they should protect that interest. That, that is not what we are doing at the moment. Mm -hmm. What we are doing at the moment is to sit with the FA. And anything they bring forward, we endorse it, and it goes. Mm. And without those checks because and balances, those who also have interest. Yeah, but that's, that that is the problem. Mm. See, we need to check. We need to check the way that national teams are managed. For example, as we speak, the black princesses, the the the, the black maidens, mm. they've been banned for each yes. cheating. 
It's a bank for age cheating. Yes, for yeah. age. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a fraudulent mm. thing that yeah. the FA supervised. They don't want to accept it. But it, it was fraudulent. If you present players who are not of a certain age to a competition and you are found out, and FIFA decides that for the next six years you are not playing in my competition, it's a dent on the identity of the state. It's, it's embarrassing. That's, yeah. that's disgraceful. And, and these are things that it, we shouldn't say, oh, it's Ghana Football Association. But they've so, brought national, they've brought disgrace to us. It's not a club matter. It is an issue of the national flag being involved. Mm. And if I was the sports minister, mm. there, there should be questions to answer. FIFA well. put, in another jurisdiction, the mm. sports minister yeah. will resign. Well, yes, FIFA, FIFA put a question to, I mean, FIFA gave Ghana the opportunity to appeal. Mm. Even the FA came and lied. When they appealed. Yes. When, when they indeed they have it. Wow. These are all matters that, when it, and, and I'm saying that if it's club football, I, I support Kotoko. Kotoko mm. itself has not been run well. Mm. But you can leave them. Mm. But this is but national. when it comes to the national team, we are all involved, and yes. we should all be concerned. Too bad, uh, honourable. You're very fine. I, 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 I think that, uh, as Jerome has said, you know, we I said it from the beginning. You need to have people at the Ministry of Youth and Sports who understands the nuances of the place mm. and also understands that I have a responsibility towards the state and not the individuals mm. who are managing the game. Yeah. So that when you have that consciousness, it becomes difficult for you to know that your paramount objective at the place there is to make sure you, put, you protect the state. Yeah. The state interest and the interest of Ghanaians, yeah. not the individuals. Uh, Honorable uh, Nati, your final that, um, I agree with um, my Chip with another prayer when he says that yes, um, <laughs> we should risk uh, even so that we, I mean, we can restructure the Ghana we Football we Association. We did that with yes. the GOC, yes, yes, we did that so with the GOC. Every day, should, everything is money, exactly. Well. So, the same thing should be applied to GFA because for me, as I said, I don't see it as a football, uh, Ghana Football Association. <laughs> But I see the Ghana uh, money making association. <laughs> I see. Franklin, final words. Franklin, I should yes, say yes. that we, we, wish, we wish the GFA quite well. I'm sure they have taken in all the concerns and the, and, and the, and the what should I call it, the accusations <laughs> yeah, that are coming. They should act like real politicians and uh, mm. try to turn things around. Mm, I see. Thanks so much, um, guys. Um, thanks so much for doing the listening and the, and the, the viewing. Uh, this is how we conclude today's edition of the program. I guess it is Nina Nati, former MP Abdulkuma Central, Nina Tivanapo, former, former sports minister MP Odududu, Franklin Kujo, President Money Africa, and Jerome Motri, sports journalist. My name is Salam Adunu. Catch you same time. Bless you for an exciting edition of the big issue. Have a good afternoon.